Hey guys, 30 and Still Gaming here. I just want to let you know that if you have been enjoying these podcasts that we've been doing since May of 2015, you might like to support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain the future episodes. You can help us out as for little as 99 cents per month, $4.99 per month, or $9.99 per month. If you do the top tier one, we the creators get 13% more per dollar. Now, you do not have to donate anything at all. They're free and always will be free. Whether you watch us live on Mixer.com slash 30 and Still Gaming or later over at YouTube.com slash 30 and Still Gaming or listen to us right here on your favorite audio podcast platform. But if you have enjoyed at least even one of these episodes, you might want to help us out. The link is in the description below if you would like to support us. I do appreciate everyone listening and hope you enjoy the content we have been creating over the years and look forward to doing many more. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? I don't think we can ever have one week that's quiet where we're going we're gonna to talk about rerun stuff. There's there's always something you're like, oh, it's a slow week, and then all of a sudden, like... It, it explodes. Yeah, it just, just drops. So on this week's show, we're going to be talking about uh, Telltale Games might be making a comeback. We, uh, we, yeah. we saw the trailer of, of The Joker. We're going to show that and give our thoughts about it. We're going to talk about Disney Plus uh, on, the, on the show. We're going to talk it's about... just Disney in general. Well, yeah, di- there's a lot of Disney stuff, but we're talking about Disney Plus. Uh, we're talking about WoW Classic. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, the new game Ancestries, uh, the Humankind Odyssey. We're going to show a trailer of that. Uh, we're going to talk about Disney's details on Star Wars Galaxies, uh, the Star Cruiser Resort that they're doing. We're going to talk about the rise of Skywalker footage and new poster drops. We're going to be talking about Destiny 2's new season pass slash Fortnite game pass type of thing, whatever, uh, a battle pass type of thing. And we're going to be talking about NBA 2K uh, Live Gambling Casino. So that's what we're going to be doing. Uh, no, no, it's not in Vegas. It's actually in everyone's home. So we're going to be talking about NBA 2K as well. Uh, so that's on the show. If you're new to our channel, this is 30 and Still Gaming on Mixer, mixer.com slash 30 and Still Gaming. The show is called Generation X Gaming. It's a weekly podcast. We're here every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern. You can listen to us live here on Mixer, or you can listen to us after the fact on YouTube, youtube.com slash 30 and Still Gaming. Uh, and you can also listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Anchor.fm. I do appreciate you guys coming out. Uh, you can submit news stories each and every week on our Discord over on Discord uh, slash 30 and still gaming. Appreciate you guys coming out. All right. So we're going to kind of skip what we've been playing, right? Because basically we've been playing about the same things, right? We're playing Destiny. We're doing a bunch of stuff. Um, Star Wars, Destiny. Yeah, we're doing the same stuff. So we're not going to we're not going to talk about that today. We're going to start off with Telltale Games. Um, let me just bring up the news story here. Topic. Okay, so the topic to right now is Telltale Games is sort of back, and it's back from the dead. Okay, so 
what we're what we're actually talking about here is if those of you that don't know telltale games makes make i thought made some really different type of games right it's like choose your own adventure book but in game format uh they come out with walking dead they did guardians of the galaxy they did uh borderlands they did minecraft they did wolf among us yeah, but then game it of seemed thrones like they, yeah but then it's like they tried to rush it and try to do too much all at once it it, it seemed yeah, it seemed like they tried to expand too quickly, even though they were around for a while. I would say a good five to six years. Still, it's a lot of things that come out it was at across the same time. Multiple platforms on it was on mobile. It was on all the platforms. Uh, so they they did a lot of stuff, and then they 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 bailed. They they crashed. Right, the bad management. The, the game company was fine. Right, they made good games, but it was just really badly managed. Uh, so Telltale Games creator, this is coming from GameSpot, uh, reports this. Uh, Telltale Games creator, episodic Walking Dead, Batman, Game of Thrones, uh, shut down last year after a tremendous timeline of events. Terminus, like, terrible. Uh, but, the, but the company called LCG Entertainment is bringing and beloved studio's name back from the dead. The new company plans on selling some Telltale's back catalog and will work on new games based on Telltale's associated properties and new licenses. Uh, Jamie Oddley... Um, and Brian Waddell are heading up a new Telltale uh, and was spent much of the care, uh, of the career in mobile games and was previously the founder of the CEO of Galaxy's Pest Control, a studio known for its work on licensed games such as Duck Dynasty, Power Rangers, Legends, and Hotel Transylvania 2. Waddle, uh, meanwhile, ran sales, marketing, and Havoc Games Engine and at Intel and later at Microsoft. In an interview with Polygon, so follow this now. This is Polygon interviewed them and GameSpot's giving this description. Uh, said that the workers from original Telltale Games will be offered freelance roles at the new Telltale Studios uh, with full-time positions possibly in the future. So this is a very much Telltale in the name only at this point. It's also confirmed that the new company still has back catalog rights to licensed properties such as The Wolf Among Us and Batman, as well as the full rights to original Telltale Games such as Puzzle Agent. Uh, before Telltale closed its doors last year, the company's working on the sequel to uh, Wolf Among Us was the announcement in 2017, and it was planned to come out in 2018. Obviously, that didn't happen, right? So um, they said possibly the new Telltale will pick up some of the stories where they left off. Uh, we are eventually uh, continue some of the stories, he said. Whether the Wolf Among Us 2 part of the equation remains to be seen, as it's not likely to resemble the game it originally worked on by the original team. The Walking Dead won't be coming back. The license is now back and owned by Skybound Studios, and the company has also finished development of the last two episodes of The Walking Dead's final season after Telltale uh, shut down. Um, Telltale's license, like Borderlands, Minecraft, Guardians of the Galaxy, but they did say that the rights for Stranger Things game Telltale has announced has now gone back to Netflix, so they have to negotiate with them again to see if they can get that back. Uh, Telltale's rights began six months ago, and the purchase from the company assigned by the creators of the original Telltale, a purchase price has not been announced, but despite the incredible complex negotiations, uh, they do proceed with the deal because it's his belief that the future of adventure games is a viable business and that went away due to the market conditions and some of the scale choices that they decided to do. They just expanded too quickly, right? So the new studio is based in Malibu, California, with the publisher uh, Athlon Games heading storefront operations and distribution. The number of games industries figures are involved in financially backing the studio too, including Lyle Hall, Heavy Iron Studios, uh, Rebellion Studios, and Starbreeze. Um, they say we're going to go stay small over the next six months, and they'll be starting to expand slowly after that to try to get back up 
uh, to what they were once before. What do you what do you think about this, Sarge? Do you think this because uh, basically Telltale Games has now turned themselves back into a small independent studio? Uh, well, maybe they're, maybe they're starting from scratch, but what it seems like to me is they're using their name. They're, the, this next company is using their name to to to, to restart the brand, as opposed to starting from scratch. Or you're gonna you're gonna keep the same Telltale name, right? So I wouldn't say Telltale is back. What I would say is somebody else has the money and the management capability. Apparently, well, it's the same people. In, in, in order in order to well, they got they got investors then in order to to restart what they had before and manage their money better. So. This is what I think is going to happen, right? I said this before they closed down. I said this would be a perfect opportunity, right? A perfect opportunity to get bought out by Microsoft, okay? And here's the connections I'm going to go with here. Because one of the agents, one of the guys who owns the business now, okay, used to work for Microsoft. It says right here, where is it? Um, He worked for... Where the hell is that part of the the story? Oh, right here. He was he worked for a, he was an engineer at Intel and then later at Microsoft. So he's got some ins with Microsoft, right? I think these two guys plan to get together, get it back up and running, get to make a little bit of games, okay? Because they just recently released the other seasons on Game Pass in Microsoft, right? So there's still Telltale Games itself is still trying to make money coming in to go back to the studio as well as they can. They're trying to bring back some of the the actual developers that were in with the studio. Obviously, not all. Some people move to different different careers and jobs or whatever else. Uh, but they're gonna try to bring back as many people as they can, freelance wise, and then try to get them on as full time again. I think the long play here is to get established again, start off small, take that one or two licenses they have, like the Wolf Among Us. Right? They still have the Guardians of the Galaxy. They still have the rights to Borderlands and Minecraft. Okay, Minecraft is a Microsoft thing. Guardians of Galaxy um, uh, has some ins. You know, I know it's Disney. Okay, I think they make the play of building up a little bit and then reaching out to Microsoft and then Microsoft picks them up as one of the independent studios that they've been buying out, bring them underneath their wing, give them the money they need, and then they can start pumping out stuff for them because the vibe for this, as we talked about in a couple of uh, episodes before, Microsoft doesn't care if everything's in-house, right? They're okay by taking some of their games and putting it out to Nintendo, right? They're, they're putting games on the Nintendo. They're doing cross-promotion. They're doing cross-play, cross-platform. I think the play here is these guys build it up, reach out to Microsoft. Microsoft goes, okay, uh, they can buy it for a cheap price, right? Because it's a small company. Bring them underneath the wing, start making games exclusively. And then this adventure stuff, man, is they perfect... Uh, perfect uh, combination for Game Pass, right? Like The Walking Dead, Episode 1 comes out, you know what I mean? Like in the future, whatever whatever they come out with, Episode 1, here you go, monthly payment. You play the first thing, then the next month comes out, you're, you you got to pay. That's, that's where it is. I think these guys are doing that play. I think they're going to reach out to Microsoft, Microsoft down the road, maybe a year from now, will pick up this Telltale Games and put them underneath, right? Because now this is a clean slate. This is not the turmoil... Of the old stuff, they already paid off their stuff. They already paid off their debt. They already did all whatever they have to do. This, did they though? Are they are they out free and clear? They're all done now. Yeah, this is a brand new. They bought this fresh, right? Okay. So they're starting with the Telltale games from from a fresh start. So now Microsoft might go, all right, let's pick them up, real cheap, right? Like what are they? They have nothing right now. They have nothing right now. So 
Right. That's good. Thanks, Tally. Way three. 30 predicts Microsoft and Telltale. I actually predicted it last year before they went out of business. But uh, well, I'm going to write that down. 183, Microsoft buys Telltale. All right. It's going to happen. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. So that's it. So do, do you think that's a good fit? Do you think that's a good fit? Uh, I know I, I put my case out there. Chat, what do you guys think? Uh, YouTube, iTunes, what do you guys think? Put it in the comment section what you think if this is a good idea that Microsoft picks up Telltale. What do you think, Sarge? Um, depending on what Microsoft's actual agenda is on what types of games they want to put out, I think if they're looking to fill the gaps and what they might have, if if the new Telltale can show that they can put out a decent product, I don't see why not why Microsoft wouldn't want to pick them up when they're smaller, right? And then grow them bigger within their own house. I I just think it's a, I I think it's a good fit. Uh, Joker trailer is Joker trailer <laughs> Joker final trailer is that what the, the the next trailer is? This came out one day ago. Warner Brothers Pictures. I don't know what's the right one to pick. I don't want to. I don't want to pick one that's like. What's the picture look like? I just don't. I just don't want someone else's like. It'll voice say or last. Something. It'll say last trailer, final trailer. Let me see if this is the coming up on the news thing. Okay. So this is the new trailer. I'm getting this from What Culture YouTube channel, because uh, this is. Hit subscribe for them. Hit it right down there if you want. Uh, we're going to watch the trailer through their actual site here because I can't find the other one. Uh, let me know if the volume is too soft or too loud. Let me know. We're going to watch this trailer, and then we're going to talk about it. Can you please stop bothering my kid? Sorry. Arthur, I have some bad news for you. <laughs> this is the last. Are you having any negative thoughts? Oh, I. This is the last time we'll be meeting. You don't listen, do you? You just ask the same questions every week. How's your job? Are you having any negative thoughts? All I have are negative thoughts. And finally, in a world where everyone thinks they can do my job, check out this guy. When I was a little boy and told people I was going to be Median. Everyone laughing. Well, no one's laughing now. You can say that again, pal. It's so awful, isn't it? For my whole life. I didn't know if I even really existed, but I do. And people are starting to notice. You think this is funny? 
a joke to you? Murray, one small thing. Yeah. When you bring me out, can you introduce me as Joker? So, we'll just put his face up here. Where is it? Like, I, I <clears throat> first of all, it's it's a reboot of an origin story of a DC character. Okay? Right. Uh, from what I've been watching and from the director and the people who are involved in this movie, it, this movie for, as far as superhero people go, I think this movie will be very slow. Because oh, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. think, I don't think this is a movie that's going to be anything but watching the degradation of somebody's mental capacity and why he became the Joker. Right, and society, you know, as a right, the breakdown of society, right. the whole thing, and uh, and so uh, there's probably going to be a lot of similarities between what they're trying to portray in the movie and what's going on right now in today's world. Right. But I don't think, I don't think of this as a superhero movie. I think of this as a, I don't know, almost like a, a documentary for a cartoon character. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I like the take of it. I think it looks good. I, it's here, definitely different. I look. I like Nolan's Batman because he took Batman and yes, Batman's a comic book, and he brought it into like reality. But here's the thing, I'm, and I'm contradicting myself here. What I don't like about these kind of movies is that we love comic book characters. Right, because it's not reality, right? Like someone flying or someone doing this type of stuff, like the Joker did in the comic books. You're like, that is so demented and so twisted that could never happen, right? You know what I mean? Even though there are people out there that do certain things, but then when you bring it into reality and you base it into the world that we're in, right? And it's not, it's not in a Gotham. I don't think that's Gotham. It might, it might be, but it's real. Like it, it looks like he's down the street. You know what I mean? And when it starts to do stuff like that, I think there's a a disconnect with the comic book fans. But then the mainstream starts to trying, like right because you're trying to reach yeah. you're trying to watch, yeah. you're trying to reach people who like to watch cinema, but not cartoon characters. Right, right, right. And so you're combining the two together to see if you can get a bigger draw. Now I don't know if I, there's there's talks that he just wants to do this one and done. I don't think this is like a franchise. I don't think this is like a crossover with like uh, uh, what's Robert Pattinson's the new Batman coming out. The guy who was in Twilight. I'm sure like he'll do a fantastic job as Batman. Yeah, but, but how do you how do you introduce something like this and want to do one and I, done? I think it's just a, I think we'll look at him in the movie, right? First well, of all, it. no, no, we'll look at him. What I'm saying is physically, like he's like skinny, like he's a method actor, right? So this had to take his toll. Like he had to go down a dark path to to get this character. I mean, just look at him. He's very soft spoken, very like whatever, but he's like twisted. Like you could see like Joaquin Phoenix probably went to go interview some like crazy ass people and was like, hmm, I'm gonna have lunch with that guy and see what he does. You know what I mean? Like just certain things that he does. And I love actors like this, right? There's other actors that are like this. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio's like this. Um uh, what's his name? 
Oh God, Gary, Gary. Um... Jay Leto. I thought Jay Jay Leto is oh, as uh, good Leto, as the Joker. Leto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leto, Leto. I, I, these, these certain guys are, are, are phenomenal, right? Heath, Heath was a, was a method actor as well. I like it. I like Heath's Joker. And I think this Joker is amazing as well. Now, I think if Joaquin did a second movie or did a crossover where they introduced him in the new Batman series, it'd be interesting because Batman was a lot younger than Joker, right? Joker was an older guy. Joaquin is an older guy. Patterson is a younger guy. So he would be like a young Batman, right? Where, where um, Ben Affleck was an older Batman, and this Joker is like Jack Nicholson to compare to Michael uh, Michael Keaton. You know what I mean? Like an older guy with a younger with the younger Batman. I think it'd be interesting. But as a standalone movie, it it, it looks really good. I mean, that last part <clears throat> where he's about to go out and like the Tonight Show with Robert De Niro. I think for I think everyone's gonna die there, right? Like in this movie, he's gonna go out there. He's introducing him as the Joker, right? He's going to gas the audience. He's going to kill the guy. And that's how he becomes Joker, right? Known as the Joker or whatever it is. I think that's like near the middle, mid end of the movie. Well, right? we'll and know. <laughs> we'll know if if they're going to do some kind of tie over a crossover. If at the end of the Joker movie, they do anything to show about a Batman. It'd be interesting. A Batman signal. We got to call the bat. Anything that leads into that kind anything. of conversation then you know they're leading Hell, into something else. What about if they did a Gordon movie, right? I know they're doing a, a series with Alfred and stuff like that, but if they just did a Jeff, uh, uh, a Gordon movie, right? That could be a teaser at the end of this where he's not really going up against Batman. He's going up against, you know, Gordon, the police officer. Be interesting to see. <clears throat> what do you guys think, chat? You guys, are you interested in seeing this movie? Does it look like something you guys would like? Is it not something you'd like? And you're like, eh, I'll, I'll, tell I'll pass. What. I'll tell you what, not a lot of coming out in October. So maybe, yeah. Yeah, there's not a lot coming out in October. Not a lot coming out in October. Um, so that is the topic. Uh, DC's final Joker trailer comes out in October. It's right around the corner. Right around the corner. Uh, all right, the next thing I want to talk about is Disney+. Plus. Disney+. Plus. Um, <clears throat> okay, so Disney+, Plus came out with... D23 was this past weekend, right? And they were just talking about show after show after show that's coming out. And then it came out that Disney Plus is not going to be a binge-watching experience, okay? It's 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 not a... <clears throat> a Gordon movie would be boring? I don't know. I watched Gotham, Hunter. I don't know if you've seen Gotham, the TV show, before we go over to Disney Plus here. Uh, I watched Gotham, the TV show, and it's based around Gordon. You know what I mean? So it's actually pretty interesting if they if they did it right, right? I, I, again, we wouldn't know except for the Joker. You see Joker's character coming up. You see Gordon's character coming up, and then they kind of like clash. You know what I mean? Something like that. I don't think it'd be too boring. It's a it's a, it's a the drama, right? I mean, be like any other cop movie. But put Gordon CSI, then we're good. Right, exactly. Yeah, but Gordon CSI, then everyone will watch it. All right, so Disney Plus. Netflix is, they should really come out with a service called Binge, right? Just binge watching, which is funny because I, I made a bunch of stickers that used to be binge off, off the shows. It was, it was binge stickers, right? If you're like a, a, a fan of one of the shows, I made a sticker, like a silhouette of stuff. Um, but Netflix is about binge watching, right? You get Netflix, a show comes out, and you just binge watch the entire series within like two days, you know, a weekend or, or, or whatever. Disney Plus is structured where it's 
It's each week, right? And everyone's like, well, that's stupid. Not for Disney. I see it's a, as a business plan, it's actually pretty smart, right? Because Netflix, Netflix can't withstand, withhold what they're doing, right? And Disney just looked at the, the, what Netflix has done, and Netflix is struggling. Netflix is struggling because they're pumping out so much money for all these original content shows and features and all these things that the people that are watching the stuff are literally get it for a month, watch everything as fast as they can, and then they, they cancel their membership, right? And then come back later. So a person that's getting Netflix might only be watching four to six months, half a year of your stuff because they're not continuing paying for your stuff. Disney Plus is saying, like, if you want to watch The Mandalorian, if you want to watch Season 7 of The Clone Wars, if you want to watch any of these Marvel shows that are coming out, which they've announced a shit ton more, right? Miss Marvel, uh, uh, She-Hulk, uh, what other ones they're doing? There's there's so many, there's like 15 different Marvel TV shows that are coming out, or 10 different uh, TV shows coming out. If they all came out and said, oh, here, December 1st, here's the here's Loki whole thing, People would get it right away, watch all of Loki, and then not come back, right? So what they're doing is episodic. They're leading into, like, Loki from, like, December to, like, let's say February. And then February, they put the Falcon and Winter Soldier in. And then you're watching Winter Soldier and Falcon to the, to the summer. And then they have WandaVision, and then WandaVision comes out, and so on and so forth, right? And they just keep conti continuously keeping your money month by month in their pocket, which everyone's like, well, that's stupid. But if you're a business and you look at Netflix where they're in debt, right, and they're they're just cash money just flying out of their hands because their monthly subscri uh, subscribers are not coming back month after month, Disney Plus says we're doing it we're doing it month by month, so you have to pay a monthly service. Now they're even doing this right, where if you buy two years right now, I think it's only in the U.S. If you buy two years right now, you get a third year, I believe, for free. So that brings down the price. Okay, so it says downside of Disney Plus, you might be adding a long list of streaming subscriptions you already have, like Netflix, Hulu, and HBO now. Limited time pre-order offer might make the purchase easier from now through Sunday, September 1st. You can save big on Disney Plus subscriptions. If you're willing to pay upfront for three years, a one-year subscription generally costs $70, but the deal drops the price to $47 per year. That's still a total of $140.97. $140.97 total, but the drastic savings compared to spending the $200 over three years, you'll be paying an equivalent of $3.92 per month compared to a regular monthly price of $7. Uh, the deal was first made available to pay at D23 members over the weekend and now is available to the U.S. residents with the free general membership to claim the offer. You'll need to sign up for Disney free D23 fan club before 1159 on Sunday night and make it up to 36 hours to receive your invite to claim the deal uh, you're signing up for the first time. The exclusive offer will appear on your account information and should also receive an email. The reason they're doing this is because they're getting your money up front. Right. This is a built. This is a Bob Eisner Iger move all the way. Yes. Right. They want the money up right now, and then later on you'll figure out whether or not enough they have put enough stuff out in the last three years warranting you to keep it. Right. And coming back, right? Because they have your money up front, and they don't care if you watch it then, right? They have right. your money up front. It doesn't matter. What, right. They don't it care if you watch it pay, or not. You're going to pay for three years, and, and they don't. there's no pressure now for them to do anything except for let's just keep pumping out whatever Marvel movie and Star Wars things we can do to keep the, to keep the nerds busy. Right, right. So 
I understand from a business point of view, right? I understand that you want to you, you want your subscribers to come back every month and pay that monthly, and that's why they're charging two years. You pay you pay all three, but you're saving, so you're only paying for two years, right? So $140.97. And you're getting a year for free. And you're getting one year for free and you get three year membership, right? And by that time the three years are up, they'll raise the price up to like $15 or $16, and then they got you because now they got you hooked. Because then by that time, you're watching season two or season three of that particular show that you really got hooked right. on, right? right? And then you're coming back for more, right? Oh, and by the way, the price you per wanted, year will go up by then. That's what I just said. Because yeah. they'll have a larger, they'll have a larger library, so the price per year will go up by then. Exactly, right? And here's the thing, right? Everyone says they're not going to buy, they're not going to do anything. I'll tell you what, any person in the planet Earth, flat or curved, okay, is going to purchase this if they have children. Right. If you have a kid and all Disney content, if they watch if they watch Disney, all Disney content is on Disney Plus. If my kid right now cannot watch any longer Mickey Mouse Clubhouse because it's not on regular cable anymore, it's only on Disney Plus. What am I going to do? I'm going to have like, a choice. Right. I, well, I do have a choice. I could be I could be the dictator and be like, no, kid, you don't get to watch Disney anymore. Right. Or I'm like, yeah, you know what? We'll cancel the cable because you only watch Disney anyway. We'll go to Disney Plus. And I'm telling you, very smart. They're pumping out all these things right now for Disney. For Lady and Tramp's coming out, Aladdin's coming out, all this other stuff's coming out. Right? Right. You need your sanity. Exactly, Tally. Okay? And Disney knows that, right? Disney knows that Mickey Mouse and them are the drug pushers. And they push them out there. And all the kids eat it up, right? And they, and they bring it on. Why do you think HBO picked up Sesame Street? Why do you think HBO picked up Sesame Street? Because right? it was going to die? No, it, it would still it's still gonna last. But HBO picked no, it up. No, it HBO HBO picked it up because more people got subscriptions because now their kid has to watch HBO to watch Sesame Street, right? Or you have to wait six months for it to come on PBS, right? That's that's what it is, right? Eyeballs. They're like, my kid loves Sesame Street. You took it away. He doesn't want to watch the old episodes anymore. He wants to watch the new episodes. Subscription HBO. I mean, that's what it is. So I like the business model. From a from a business point of view, I don't like that I can't watch The Mandalorian all in one shot because I don't have a lot of time to be like like me, me and my wife don't watch a lot of TV as is now, right? We like pick Saturday night and we like watch like two or three shows. Like six weeks from now, we'll binge watch one complete show. Kid will be at school and we'll she's off on Friday and we'll watch like six or seven shows during the day and that's what we do, right? That's how we make up for the time. So now I have to wait for The Mandalorian to be out for like four months. For all the all the episodes there, and then binge watch them all in one day. So don't pay for it. Steal your neighbor's account. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So Disney Plus. Again, I'm gonna be starting to ask chat. What do you guys think? Is Disney Plus something that you're interested in? Do you think their business model is something that you're interested in, as far as paying monthly and not binge watching, or is Netflix for you and you're not going anywhere near Disney Plus? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure if anybody actually sits down and, and and try to add up how much monthly payments you make, but after a while, I'm like, I don't care anymore. Like, I don't, I'm not interested. I right. don't have children, so I don't have anything to say about Disney. But the fact remains is, everybody tries to reach into your pocket to pull out the dollar. And they're all saying, I just need one. I just need one. And it's 50 or 60, 150 people going, I just need one. I just need one. And that's all it ever is. Like, how, how, how much do you want to pay for cable? Right. That's the question. How much do you want to pay for cable? How big are some of your cable Here, bills right now? Here's, here's how, the thing. How, how big are some of your cable bills? Here's the thing. A lot of people forget that they're paying for cable. 
They're paying for Netflix. They're paying for internet. They're paying for Game Pass. They're paying for Sony. They're paying for Hulu. They're paying for all this stuff. You got to remember to cancel some of the shit, people. Go out there. This is the reminder. Reminder, cancel some of your subscriptions that you're not using because it's not worth it, right? Again, this is one of the reasons you don't pay three years in advance because then you're kind of like stuck there, right? But, but you, it's such a deal, bro. It's it is, such a deal. It, it is a good deal. It is a good deal. Um, all right, so the next topic, this is a nostalgic type thing. I've been struggling with this for the last couple days, right? World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft has come out, and I am so, like, intrigued by it again. I played this game. Destiny will be the longest game I've played since World of Warcraft. Like, in another year. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's the closest another, one. If you, if you keep playing Destiny for another year, and it's it will not be, even, but right and, now. And it's still not even close because when I played World of Warcraft, I played it for about eight hours a day, five days a week for five years. Right. Like I was, I was in there. I was hooked. Hook, line, and sinker. I absolutely loved it. MMOs, Star Wars Galaxies, that went away. I picked up WoW and that was it. Right. I loved it. And then I just went right after Cataclysm. I played, oh no, I played up to the Lich King. I played the, up to the Lich King. I played for about four months after Lich King. And then I was just like, nah, I'm good. I, I, I don't need this anymore. I didn't like the way they were going with the, with the way they were doing with the, with the game. And obviously I wasn't alone because nobody liked the way it was going. And they all wanted classic back. So they brought back, they rewinded it to 2006, right? 2006, which is only three years into the life cycle of World of Warcraft. It's 15 years old now, okay? So think about all those years that they fucked up, right? And they went back to the... the I want to know what's going to happen, like, a year from now. Are they going to expand on this classic? That depends. In a completely different how way? How many servers? Right? Are they going to huh. do it in a completely different way? So, here's the thing. WoW has had such... On, on Twitch, I know this is no... Really, but 1.2 million people were watching on opening day for for Classic WoW, okay? People are loving it. They're loving it. They, they love that they've seen people they haven't seen in 15 years or 10 years or 11 years. They're like, oh, that guy was in my clan. And right, this person was... Because you remember the character names. Yes, right? And it's like seeing an old friend. It's like a class reunion, right? Almost, yeah. right? The servers, there's people... Some people were waiting... Over 20 hours in a queue on certain servers to get in the thing, right? 20 hours. It's ridiculous, right? I thought waiting in line in like Disney World for a new ride for nine hours was ridiculous. This is a virtual queue that you're waiting in to get into a server, right? People are up all night. They never got in. But here's what the community is doing, right? I, I don't know if, I, if you guys can see this. I'm going, to, I'm going to go to their Twitter account. This, this is a shot. This is a shot of a line. I don't know if you guys can see that. Okay. That's a line. They're, these guys are lining up. It's like putting a quarter on the machine when you're in the arcade. I have up next. Right? They're going to do missions and stuff. And there's literally a line to get into the actual. Like There's a queue to get into the actual thing. Right? People are selling. Look. First thing down here, time to start selling a spot in line for gold. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly how it works. 291,000 on Twitch right now. Last night was 300,000. The the game hype is going to go down, right? There's a lot of people. You got to remember 15 years, okay? 15 years. Duplus, you're what? 21? 
okay? You were six when this game came out. Six, okay? And if you probably never played it, right? You probably never played it. Or 22, fine. You were seven, okay? You probably never played World of Warcraft. Maybe you did, but you didn't play it until later in life, right? It was like seven years past. You were like mid-teens before you started playing it, right? It's a completely different game. So these people that are playing, this is like if someone said we're rebooting the Nintendo NES, right? That's that's what it is. And every, not the small little re, rebrand box. Like they're actually coming out with the original NES game, right? And everyone, nostalgia would 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 buy that, which they did with the smaller one, but... It's hitting it's hitting all these endorphins in your head, man. I'm battling with myself. I'm back on the line with people I haven't spoken to in years. They're texting me out of nowhere. Hey, did you get did you get wow? I'm 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 playing wow. I'm level 14 right now. I'm like, I'm not doing it, dude. I can't do it. I joke about it all the time. I joke about it all the time. I said, I can't play wow because I would like to see my son grow up, right? Because my son wouldn't know who I am. I'd be I would have a beard down to here, right? It, it'd be it'd be ridiculous. I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I know, I know myself, and I know I'm addicted to this, like this type of game, right? Like if Star Wars Galaxies came back out, you better believe I would pick that up in a heartbeat, okay, and start playing again, okay? You can play it. Yeah, no, but it's not, it's not the same. I tried, I tried, I can't, because you go to the player server. It, it's, it's not the same. It is, it's good, it's good. Don't get me wrong, but it's, it's not the same. It's not the same. What do you do, Sarge? Did you think about it? Have you had the thought like I, I want to pay fifteen months fifteen bucks a month to play this? I I thought about it a little bit, but then I thought that what are they gonna do after the first story runs over with the first raid and then that's done? Do people stay in it or do they stop? And what do they wait for? Are they gonna wait for Lich King? Because that's what's after Burning Crusade. Burning Crusade came out and then there's Lich King. Well, so that's, I'm that's just what I'm curious. Saying. Well no, it's so, it, no no no, it's Burning Crusade, then Cataclysm, then Lich King. No, no. No, Cataclysm didn't happen until after Lich King. Oh, then I, I stopped... played. Then I played after Cataclysm. I thought Cataclysm Lich King... was when the whole world changed. Changed. When it completely got changed. Nuked. I played like yeah. six months after that. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know. I, I guess for the fun of it, yes, but I don't know. I don't know if it's, it's going to have a long-term effect on accounts, new accounts, is the question. And if it does, is it going to be six months? Is it going to be a year? Is it going to be three months? Because how long is it going to take you to level and do the raids and max out your gear, and then what? Well, right now, it's taking a really long time to level up because if you have to go kill a certain breed of animal or whatever, there's literally millions of people trying to kill the same thing, right? Yeah. So instead of it. instead of going to this to the area and killing a hundred real fast, you're like killing five. And then waiting, and then killing five. It's like it's like a mad rush to who can kill whatever faster, right? And then and then you're like, oh, I leveled up. Woo, I'm out. And then they go to the next, they go to the next thing. Right, but it's it's just a bottleneck. It's the way it always was. Yeah, it's yeah. a bottleneck. It happened in, when the game was actually being played. There was bottlenecks, but the question still remains: is are they going to play it after? That's the big question. Like I get it. You're 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 reminiscing from the from the golden age of whenever you played this game. But is it going to have the staying power? Is the question. I think. I think this is them experimenting, right? I, I think that somewhere, somewhere in Act, somewhere in Blizzard Activision, there must be a couple guys around that pushed the suits into giving them a chance to do this to see if they can make something out of it. That's what it looks like. And then, if they succeed, 
then the suits have to eat their words. If it doesn't work, then Activision goes right back into doing what they were doing before, which is destroying the inner workings of the well, player base and only locking on to those who want to play this game in the grind fest that it is. Well, it's interesting to see because they, they, they're running both. Right, they're calling it yeah, the retail version, the retail version, and they're also saying the classic version. Right, they're running both. Um, why are they waiting in line, Dublis? They're waiting in line because back back in the day, gamers weren't absolute pricks and assholes, right? And they actually loved playing the world together and be, hanging out and like doing different things and chatting and all this stuff. Now. Nobody ain't got time for that shit. Everyone wants to like get out of my way. This is my thing. Move out. You're an idiot. Whatever, whatever it is. It's it's a completely different. You got to remember, majority of the people that are playing WoW right now is the people that were nostalgic that love World of Warcraft. So you got to admit, if they were 15, they're now 30. If they were 20, right? They're 35. If they were 20, you know what I mean? Like if they were if they're 25, they're not my age. They're 40 years old. A lot of people that are 30 to 40 years old, 50 years old, are playing this game, and we're a completely different breed of gamers than the mentality of the of the group that you're growing up with right now, right? It, 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 that's just, just it. Cur it's just courtesy. Yeah, they wait their turn. Yeah. So I see I, – I think it's actually pretty cool to, to, to see that stuff. Um, I, uh, again, my friends are trying to get me back in it. I'm like, I, have, I, I don't got time. I, I don't got time. I actually don't understand how Fixie Fix has is, is got time. He's got twins. How is he playing this game? I don't have an idea, but he's he just joined a guild. That's right? because he because he's making time. Right. He's making time for, for, for World of Warcraft. But uh it's crazy to me. I wanna play. I'm so interested. I love I love the game. I thought it was great. He showed me pictures of, of the old places and it was like yesterday I was there. I feel like I was there yesterday, but it's been eleven years, like ten years, eleven years. It's crazy. Absolutely. I don't crazy. think I, I the only the only character I think I would focus on. I had three characters. The only character I think I would focus on is my night elf rogue. I think I'd go I, back I to do, that. I would do my rogue as well. Yeah, I liked. I loved my rogue character. I had. I had a. I had a priest, but I found it to be boring because everybody just uses you because you're your captain heals. I know. I know you could do like, you could be a good damage dealer if you spec'd out right. But I liked rogue. You know, the reason why I liked rogue was because when you were in a sixteen man raid, you know a lot of people weren't rogues. So if a piece of gear dropped, you didn't have to roll off for it. You would actually get the gear. Because mm. if you pick one of the damage dealing rolls or the tank rolls and a gear dropped, there was a roll fest. And everybody had a roll. You know, we were talking about it last night with Tempest, right? He was just excited. He's like, hey, let's go play Battlefield, right? And he remembers that time when we were just, we're just having fun in games. I They're feel just, yeah. that's just, just fun. It wasn't, about, it wasn't about the gear or the leveling or what level you were or whatever you were. Nope. Like... I understand Destiny. We're going to talk about it. Destiny is changing it where now with new light, people can just play with your friends, right? Like back in the day when you played World of Warcraft, if you had a if you had a buddy and you were higher level than him or low level, you would you would just join forces, raise them up in, in, in gear real fast, and you would play together. Destiny, you can't do that, right? You're not allowed to go in there. You're not allowed to do this. You haven't done this yet. You can't do that. There's like so many rules. Get off my lawn. Don't touch my cheats. You know what I mean? Like whatever, you know, Smack, 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 you know. And Desi's changing that. But games back then weren't about leveling, weren't about crafting guns or anything like that. Like, weapons drop, bosses drop certain gear, we're going to go run this, what'd you get? You were excited. Destiny has that a little bit when you're with the group that you're with 
in the raids. And you're like, oh, did you get it? Did you get it? I, even that that opening scene of me getting my fate bringer, right? During my credits when I when I stream, and I'm like, yes, yes. Like the group that I was with was like, did you get it? Did you get it? Oh yeah, they were, they were just as excited for me as I was excited to get it. And that's the small glimpse of why I like Destiny, right? But there's a lot of fucking cloud in between there to, to get to those moments, right? Where World of Warcraft, I felt like, and maybe it's just my nostalgia talking, but I feel like there was more moments of that. Like, hey, what do you want to do today? I don't know, man. I just got to farm some stuff and you go out into the world and you do, you do certain things. And again, Destiny briefly touches on that type of stuff but they don't they well, don't stay there well go go a little deeper into the onion the the point of an mmo right and and this is this is what some people don't get and that's why youtube i think has ruined most games is the fact that the whole reason why you have a massively multiplayer online world is to explore the world and to figure it out right right, right. you figure out what guys drop what gear you figure out what areas you have to be and what level you have to be in order to go there. Then you figure out what kind of gear you have to have in order to cut through the guys faster. It becomes more of like an economy type thing. Like, okay, so if I have these weapons and this armor, I can cut through the guys faster. And so instead of only farming for two hours, I only have to farm for 45 minutes. And people figure shit out. Quest guys were not lit up like a beacon, a lighthouse in the dark night, right? You walked around. There's a house there. Let me go check out this house. Was a guy in here? He wants to do. He wants me to do something for him. That's how questing worked. Right Full. now, everything, every single moment of every game you're playing, if you don't like it, it's immediately YouTube, and they tell you where to go, what yeah. to have, what. To, like, okay, so a game that would take you three weeks to finish takes you three days, and then you Four throw minutes. your hands to right. the arm and, and say, "I'm bored. Yep. I'm bored. I'm bored." Sell it back to the GameStop, get another game, do the same thing. It's like, I get it. I understand you guys are strapped for time because you millennials are so busy. You've got so much stuff going on that you can't be bothered by entertaining yourself for three weeks. Right. I can I got to do this in three days. Like, I get it. But what is it about the game that you hate so much that you're trying to rush through it? Okay. And that's the battle I have with the Destiny version of what they're trying to do. Yeah. Well, don't bring it up. You, I'm not, you, you can do the same things, but they refuse to do those things. Right. So, what I, what I love, I used to do that all the time, Tally. If I was a higher level and I saw a lower level and I had an extra bag or something or like a weapon, I just hey, drop it and give it to him. Right. What's, what's the harm in that? Imagine if you could do that in Destiny. Imagine you have a no gun. Shot. You have a gun. No and shot. You could just drop it off to somebody and be like, here you go. Right. No. Nobody wants, no to, shot. nobody wants to do that, right? Nobody wants to trade. Nobody wants to do stuff. You can't do that type of stuff, right? It's mine, mine, mine. What'd you get that? What'd you get that? Did you get that in the universe? Did you get that over here? No. Did you buy that? No. It's 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 a completely different thing. I I just miss I I just miss the whole thing of MMOs and 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 stuff. So going on your premise, Sarge, this is Blizzard coming out and saying, um, it says bugs. While classic bugs are intentional. Right, so you have. Let's picture this: the millennial that is playing World of Warcraft uh, retail version says, "I'm going to try classic," and then starts to report bugs, saying, um, "This is not showing up. This is not happening." So this is a couple of examples Blizzard is putting out there. He says one example of something that might look like a bug, but it's actually working as intended is how pet aggro works. The aggro radius is very inconsistent, and the exactly how it was back when vanilla WoW. 
Additionally, WoW Classic players may notice that the available quests don't appear with an exclamation on the minimap. And that's not a bug either. Additionally, quests with long descriptions don't have text wrapping. That is also as attended. It's supposed to be like that. On top of that, quests, objectives, and points of interest are not shown on maps, but that's the way it was originally in World of Warcraft. And Sarge just, just said that. He said, it's like hand-holding. Like, here's the thing, go there. I remember when I first started playing World of Warcraft, it's a massive world. You want to ex you want to explore. You want to go into things. You want to go into places. You want to... Uh, you just want to know the world, right? Just like you would outside. You would walk out the front door and just explore your neighborhood or go explore something. No. Not the new guys. The new guys want to know exactly where they're going, where to pick it up from, where to go. Right. You got horse with blinders on. And they don't read anything. It's just click, 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 click. Uh, yeah, whatever this guy's saying, whatever, whatever this guy's saying, right? Gets through it. Saying. Run to the exclamation point. Run to exclamation point. Turn it in. Run to here. Run to exclamation point. Run over here. Fly over there. Do this. They don't give a shit about the world. They don't give a shit about the quest. They don't care about the storylines. Very, very, very few minute players want to care about the story and stuff. They're just like, ah, this is awesome. This is so good. I'm so bored. Wait, I don't, know, I don't, I don't know what to gear? do. What's the gear? I don't What's know what to gear? do. Let me check out YouTube. Oh, there it is. All right, run there. And just like Sarge said, it takes three weeks to do something. It takes them three minutes to do something. And they're like, yeah, I already did that. I'm level, I'm level 60. I'm bored. I got seven characters. Uh, I've only been playing for three days. It's like, what? What? <laughs> how? That's how it is. How is that possible? That's how it is. Right. Fast as possible because the race is to nowhere. Uh, so I think it's funny. So they have this whole list, right? They have this whole list of... And I'm sure I'm sure there's a whole group of people... Let me show you this. ...that are like, I'm not playing this. This is ridiculous. Let, let me show you this list. This is a not a bug list, okay? This is, this is the non-bug list here. Look at this. Yeah, stuff you had to deal with. Yeah, these yeah. these are things that are in the game that were fixed in retail, right? Or made the game easier or did certain things. And he, here's the funny part. And, and and think about, let's think about this for a second. Because there'll be people that played this game that didn't play the original classic. They're playing classic now because it's the in thing to do, right? They'll get tired of it, right? And then they'll download mods or macros or whatever programs to put into the old game to make it like the new game, right? Do you feel like, do you see where I'm going? They didn't like the new game, right? They didn't like where it was going. They wanted nostalgia back. They got nostalgia back, but then they want but to take I nostalgia. But I can't give up my conveniences. Right. right. But I can't give up my conveniences. So they're going to make it like the retail and be like, oh, it's so much better. And that right there is a problem of humanity and gamers right now, right? I don't like this. I want this. I'm here, but I want it to be like that. Then why are you even in here? Right? That's that's, that's exactly what's going to happen. I mean, I think it's I think it's good that they're even attempting it. Yeah, because you, you have to remember there were there were a lot of of MMOs that tried to come out. You guys go through the early O's up until 2010, 2012. There were a lot of MMOs that tried to come out. A lot did not didn't succeed. Right. Only if only a few manage to stay alive long enough and stay for a while, right? The one I played for console, I played into oblivion. 
Okay, I played Evercrack. I'm sorry, Everquest. Yeah, but that's yeah. what we called it. Yeah, Evercrack. Yeah. Right. And if you think that playing on a console with an MMO was bad, I couldn't. Oh, actually, I could do it. We couldn't believe the stuff that we could do in the game on a console on dial-up. Yeah, dial-up. We couldn't. We like couldn't believe what the game could actually do. We're like, are we, are you next to me? Are you running next to me? Are we fighting like 10 guys? Is it not locking up? Is it locking up for you? No, this is incredible. Mom, this get incredible. off the phone. Right, this is incredible. Like at one point I did tape the phone. I did tape the, the it, kitchen phone. I taped it. Brick. Yeah. yeah, I taped it so she couldn't pick up the phone. Yeah, that was it. it was, I got in trouble for that one, but it was still worth it. Well, yeah, but it, up. It, it's, with all the high speed, all the detail and the graphics and all the kinds of crazy stuff that we have now, it's like it's nice just to think about what actually it's is possible to do in a video game multiplayer. And like you look at it, you're like, this is incredible. That's why when the first person shooters started getting better, you know, after the initial SOCOM thing where it was team based killing, that it just kept getting better. Like when I played 42 on the PC, I was like, man, this is great. Then the Xbox come out, then the Xbox 360 came out, and then the Call of Duty series started, and then the Battlefield series started. It's like, oh, what's this? Well, Call of Duty was I, on the original Xbox. It was just Call of Duty, like the, the old right, World War I. It was like yeah. the World War II, Two, yeah. you know, like the D-Day thing. The first time they did, they did the D-Day rendition. It was amazing. Like, we, it took us, like, what? It took us, like, half the night just to get off the beach. We couldn't figure I, out where to I, go. I, I, pl I played the shit out of Call of Duty 1 right. and 2, yeah. Like, and that that's why when you when I look at the 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 mess that is Battlefield right now currently and I see the, the yes the graphics are fucking amazing I get it but you guys don't understand the game mechanics and the gameplay needed to make a game just fun just make it fun everyone tries to make it so ridiculously convoluted that nobody gives a shit it's like ah yeah it's cool but I don't care right it's yeah it looks great yeah it looks amazing the vehicles look great but it just plays like shit i don't care there's six other games i can try besides yours so the the whole jump we've gone over to this pretty over practical is starting to wear thin and that's why people are going backwards and they want to play the old games because they knew they they knew what that was it, it intrigued them you made friends like actual friends online. i know it sounds crazy you made actual friends online. There are people that you meet, met online that you just would happen to be online again. Those are the people you hung out with, just like in real life, except that they were your gamer friends. On It's just one of those <laughs> things. Today, <laughs> I, I can't even describe what it is today. It's, it's, it's almost, it's almost uh, undescribable. It is. Who you, who, who you, who, <laughs> right, who you might pop in or pop out with that for whatever reason. And how how is it before you could have a a multiplayer game with an economy, and everything kind of worked well? Those who were ambitious became the shop owners. Those who didn't want to become ambitious to be shop owners wanted to run around and shoot things and kill things, and that's how they got that's how they got paid. So there were just demographics of people fitting into a world. Destiny is the advanced version of Diablo, in which the gear is the treasure, and so. The gear becomes what you want. However, what Destiny lacks that every other game before it had is if the gear gets better, the monsters get harder. 
Destiny doesn't have that. Destiny has a plateau of creatures, and we are just looking for the gun that does the best in PvP. Right, or PvE. No one cares right. about the gun that does best in PvE because there isn't one. It doesn't matter because all the guys are the same. Right, there's now, like 10, 15 guns that do all the same, right? Right. Now, there are specific guns when given the specific mods, wreck face in PvE. Like, and I've seen it firsthand. I've played a lot of Escalation Protocol, and I've seen these guys who know their characters well enough to where what they pop and what they use, and a guy will melt like this. And that's what I like to see. Right. Because it is possible to spec out that way. In the old days, it was the same thing. People were doing raids two, three times a week. Right, not once a week, by the way. You weren't limited. Right, you weren't limited. You, you weren't told by your mom that you can only do one raid a week because we don't want you right. completing something in three days that's supposed to take three weeks <laughs> exactly. or three months. Right. Okay, that's why they did it. And so, like, when you played WoW, I was looking for, like, a frost armor set from the Lich King for my Night Rogue that would make my guy, like, crazy in PvP. Like, it would make him crazy. Like, the sneak attack hit would be, like, quadruple damage. I forget what the whole the spec was, but he only dropped from him. And so I'd be in the raid two or three times a week trying to find it. And so that was the goal. The goal was to make your character better. Where is that drive now? Right? You played Battlefield back then for the fun of it, for the boards, and for the moments. The grenade shots. The right. snipe out of the plane shot. The long bomb grenade that happened to kill a guy that was getting ready to fire a rocket, and then the rocket he launched killed the tank that was sitting next to him. And that was like the play of the game. And they, they would show like a replay of it, like of you like doing a like a, a three stooges attack, and then like, you would actually win the match because of it. Like that was the fun of it. Yes, the guns were there. Yes, the guns could be modded. Yes, eventually you figured out what guns were best for you because that's your play style. But it was about the gameplay itself. And we have lost our way when it comes to gameplay. So I, I just looked at it. I played up until uh, April of 2011. That's when I stopped. That was when Cataclysm came out in December of 2010. And I stopped about four months after that. And then that's when I was like, um, I'm good. Right, 2011. That's uh, yeah, one year after I got married. Almost one year after I got married. Uh, and then just... That was it. I was like, I'm, I, I can't. I didn't like the direction it was going. I didn't like. The, I could just see it, right? I could just see the direction it was going before. Everyone else kind of saw it around Warlord, right? The Warlords the, uh, DLC, which came out in 2014, which is three years later, is when everyone was like, I don't, I don't like the way it's going. And then it dramatically dropped in player base, right? And then slowly, every expansion has gotten worse and worse. Oh yeah, but let's but let's be honest. Let's be honest. Before Activision acquired Blizzard, yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure Blizzard was doing well collecting $15 a month right from 30 million people, okay? Let's not pretend that they didn't have the money to do what they wanted to do. They were making 3 or 4 years worth of income from a normal well, game. In a season, Activision bought them in 2008, right? But then it took them a while before they started like destroying it. Yeah, I get it, but you understand what I'm saying. If a, if a game company is in development from three to five years and they come out with a game, if they if the if the studio is not big enough and they're only working on one game at a time, 
Okay, that means there's a lull between actual oh. months. They have to have money that floats them throughout the years that they don't. The money that they make initially does help with that. However, you're talking about collecting $15 a month for the last 15 years. Right. Off like 10, let, let, let's drop the number down. That's 10 million, 8 million people. Like, give me a break that you guys don't have the money to do what it is you need to do to update your, your game. Come on, guys. Hold on don't, one second. Don't, I'm don't trying to think. You don't have enough money. World of Warcraft, uh, let's see. Is there a, a player player base over the years? Over the years? Over. Right, Tal. You know, some people forget to cancel. Right, you you're not checking your itemized list every every month about what's going on. You you see a you see a fifteen dollar charge someplace. Are you really looking at it? Like sometimes people make enough money to where you don't even look at a fifteen dollar charge. I'm trying to look at the if there if there's something around the population. I can't really find something. I don't think they, I don't think they have their numbers anymore because they were worried people were jumping ship and they started hiding their numbers. Yeah. Uh, well, this report okay. When I played at its max, it was like 30 or 50 million subscribers. This thing from December 16, 2013 was at 12 million players, right? That's, that's a huge drop. Now, mind you, people were getting older. People got married. People got jobs. People got career. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people left as they were got older because of whatever things. And the people that were younger got older but they didn't really get into mmos because of whatever right because of console because of whatever was coming out at the time that's a huge jump right because when i was playing oh actually here's a chart player base over the years is this is this is this accurate let me see is this accurate uh it's 2005 to 2014 and i left in 2011 yeah okay so i'll, I'll show this so this is this is this is just a rough number of World of Warcraft subscribers from first quarter of 2005 to the fourth quarter of 2014 in the millions. Okay, so there you go. So there's that 12 million at its top, 12.5. Okay, and I left around quarter two or quarter one. So I'm, I left around here. Okay, and then it just started getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And then it had an upsurge in 2014. Now... The numbers from here are terrible because now it's down to like the three three million mark or something like that. I believe they're they're like way down. They're like way down. Yeah, but let's 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 also look at it like this: if a normal company makes a game to sell a game, and they don't see another game for another three to five years because it takes that long to develop a game, Blizzard made income monthly. Yeah. Billions. For, for, ten, for 10 years. Billions of dollars. For 10 years. For 10 years. And so you're telling me now they're in trouble. Yep. They're in trouble. Things are bad. How much reserve money do you think you've had from putting that money in? Unless, of course, everybody's flying gold jets, like in Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> right. Like, you uh, you can't tell me that that money is not in reserve someplace, that they have it, something, they did something with it, or the guys that were in charge took their chunks of money and disappeared, you know, kind of like some of those Kickstarter things that you guys have been watching, right? Or, or the one of the brothers from doing what is it, Star? Was it Starfield, Star Citizen? What the hell game is it that's out but not out? What Star, game is it? Star Citizen. Star Citizen. Like the brother after the initial, I think it was 40, 40 or fifty million dollars they got. The brother decided to just leave. The other brother had to stay to finish the game. The other one's like, I'm out, peace. Like he thought, like Kickstarter was alone. Yeah. Like a. 
like an unpaid back loan. I'm just going to take this money and like disappear and never have to work again. Like that kind of thing. So, hmm. So when Blizzard says they're in trouble, I don't really think I feel bad for them at all or believe. Well, that it's almost actually- right. It's almost like the thing where they, well, we're, we under, under, uh, uh, what is it called? Underperformed. We were supposed to make 1.4 billion, but we only made 1.2 billion. Right, so we're right. fail, we're failing. But you, but you still made yeah. one point two billion, where the next game company who doesn't have an MMO right. only made two hundred and fifty thousand, right. or right, right. two point three million, and then their next game is not coming out until twenty twenty five. Right. Whereas you guys are collecting money monthly, so I don't feel bad for that kind of thing. If you decide to run your game into the ground, by the way. They had a good run. Let's be honest. Anybody who's been around long enough to play MMOs knows that a lot of MMOs come out. A lot don't stay around. Some stay for a little bit. Some go away. Some pop up like now. And some just have enough members where the guys are happy that people are still playing their game where they can actually do other projects. You know, think of, think of it that way. Think if you're a smaller developer, you made an MMO, you have enough people that are actually playing it that are, that are funding you to make other stuff, but you're not talked about in the paper every three minutes because you have an MMO. Whereas Division, Destiny, uh, uh, Star Wars Galaxy at the time, everybody was talked about it all the time, 24-7. Whereas now we have what? What do we have left? What MMOs are left that everyone actually knows about that are still functioning? I'm, trying, I'm trying to look it up. I said, I said 30 million. Uh, uh, it wasn't users. It was accounts, like multiple accounts. That's why they used to use... They used to say like there's 30 million accounts in in World of Warcraft. I had like six, right? So, well, it depends if you were. It depends if you were. Well, what they used to call on the console was if you were dual boxing. Like I know people that I work with right now who used to play Evercrack, and they had three accounts. They had three Xboxes. They had three Xboxes stacked. They would set the other two guys to follow the first guy. Right, right. And right. then he would sit on the couch. And he would move the he would move the first guy when he needed to heal. He just reach over and and press one of the yeah, buttons that's, and heal himself. I watch, like he would dual box I watch, and try box. I watch uh, it's me JP and he has a guy that follows him. It, it just yeah. it just follows him behind and he's his healer or whatever. And he's got both cameras, one on his other character and one on him. Yeah. So well, I just wanted to make sure that I didn't want to say it was thirty million people playing. It was twelve point five million people playing, but there was thirty million accounts. Right. Is, is what I was getting. Uh, right. What I was. But getting. that still counts. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I know. That but, still counts as yeah. fifteen bucks a month. Right, right, right. But the concurrent player base at one time was twelve point five million people playing, which is insane, insane. Um, all right, going on to the next story, I want to talk about. There's this game coming out, or I think it is out, or it comes out real soon. Uh, Ancestors: The Humankind Odyssey. Now we saw this, and this is that where you are. Like a prime uh, ape or whatever, and uh, yeah. So let, let's let's check this out. This looks really good. you as the player. Hey, you lost your mom. 
now you gotta learn. Gotta learn to survive. how long in between each thing is okay so once again this is how I'm gonna answer this one this is very ambitious. I look, I, I get a feeling that basically you take Ark, okay, or take it as any open sandbox world, and, and now you're you're evolving as a monkey instead of a, an actual person, right? And in Ark, you're in dinosaur, like futuristic dinosaur world, and you're trying to evolve into like this futuristic where you have guns and stuff. This is the same thing. I, I think it looks cool though. I think it I think it is it, it does a better job of than what Ark or Conan or anything else does because you are just a primate, right? You're just an ape and you have to adapt to each of the things and just try to survive and as you're whatever level, I don't know, maybe it goes by levels, so like maybe you're level 10 well, it goes to the next well, era. That's just it, right? So here we go. I'm going to put the crazy hat on now, right? How is how are the levels distinguished in right. their world? Is it you have to learn to do certain things, and after so many things, and, it create it creates a synapse, uh, right? And then you get a little smarter. Hold on one second. Figuring something out. I just want to say, me and Sarge haven't watched. I didn't see this before. I just watched it right now. I know there's reviews out there, and they tell you how stuff works. This is us just telling you uh, from just this trailer. We haven't seen it before. Uh, I don't know anything about the game, so as we talk. They might answer these questions because the game's out and people's reviews and stuff, but we're literally talking about it for the very first time right now. So, yeah, I'm interested to see like what what it does as far as how long is each level. I like that they're taking a chance. First and foremost, I like that someone's taking a chance. Right. It, it's. Is it, does it look like a multiplayer? Does it look like it's multiplayer? Yeah, I think. I think anytime they show you multiple animals and stuff behind I you, I don't know. You don't. You I think don't, it's a single player game? I think. I think it's. I think it's you trying to survive and trying to grow as because you become leader or you become in charge or you become the alpha male. There could, there could be a lot of stuff there. Yeah, there could true. Be a lot of, there could be a lot of. Uh, imagine there's quests without there being quests. Right. There's quests, or like you're right. Maybe maybe you control all the characters like it, there. It's not going to say go sharpen a go sharpen a stick. It's so, like you playing the game, and then the more stuff that you do unlock something and it doesn't say oh by the way you're level three now it just shows like a little thing in the corner that you're learning well how and the synapse and the synapse is connecting or whatever like that's the level how about this it's not traditional levels what if what if they the characters that we saw the multiple monkeys and stuff we saw a couple dying right and then we saw 
other ones there. So what if you like you're one you're one primate, right? And then you meet other ones and you start making your group bigger. And if one dies, it's like a permadeath thing, and you have to use the next person over. And as you learn skills and stuff like that, you know what I mean? So you're trying to your make your less your guys are less susceptible to being killed. Right, right, right. And right. so maybe it becomes maybe it's a last man standing thing. Maybe you start in a group, and the better you do, you start to multiply. Right. But if you make bad, if you make worse choices, you start to lose guys, and then yeah. maybe you have to move because you're we're, short on food. Or we're, we're how gonna, many how many different ways you could play that thing? Think about how crazy that could be. We're, I'm gonna have to watch the actual review of it to see what it is because I I am interested. If it, I might have to reach out and see if I can get a code. If I can't, I might. Is it PC or console? It's it's PCM. It looks I'm, like I'm, a, I'm pretty sure it's 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 a PC. Yeah, PC. August 27th. So it just came out. It just came out. So I'm going to go look at a review after and, uh, and see what it's all about tonight. Um, all right. So that's, that's that. Um, the next topic I want to talk about, we're moving into the Disney topics. Now we have about 50 minutes left. So, <clears throat> so 45 of them have to be destiny. So let's get on with Disney. <laughs> so the Disney, the Disney, uh, cruise ship or building on land as I like to call it, is the next is the next topic we're going to talk about. Disney details Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Resort experience at D23. What they talk about this, <clears throat> okay, the experience will last two nights and two days, and it's designed for all intents uh, purposes to feel like you're on a cruise ship in space. Of course, anyone who actually has been on a cruise and stayed inside the internal room with no view of the ocean outside will be wondering what about the feature... In particular, yes, every cabin aboard the ho- the Holocon, Holocon, H-A-L-C-Y-O-N, the Holocon, uh, has a view from space outside your window, right? So they're going to be cramming you in there. Just think about it. You're like inside, and then the people on this side of the building and this side of the building on the inner side of the building have windows, even though you won't know that because you won't be on that side of the ship. Anyway, uh, every cabin aboard will have an outside window. During Sunday morning, D23 panel focused on the Disney Parks, Walt Disney Imagineer uh, creative director, Anne Morrow Johnson, took the stage to introduce the attendees of the Galactic Star Cruiser Resort. She described it as an immersive experience to start before guests even board the ship. They'll begin in a launch pod boarding vessel that will travel up to orbit and dock with the Holocon. Okay, then emerge into a vessel into the atrium. Okay. Uh, where they'll be shown their cabin. Uh, the crew and the staff will be in character as uh, various aliens, and will also will be familiar with characters on board, including Ray and Chewie, plus more uh, nefarious characters like Kylo Ren and some stormtroopers will also be teased. During the cruise, guests will make choices that determine the course of their story and take place on various onboard activities, including training with lightsabers against a remote droid like Luke Skywalker did in New Hope. Guests can also visit the Star Cruiser bridge and take turns steering the ship themselves or sneak away in the engine room and find rebels plotting the resistance. Uh, The ship will also stop at Batuu the planet that houses the Disney World's Galaxy's Edge is is based in. In the other words, guests will leave the hotel and head over to Black Spire Outpost in the Galaxy's Edge as it was going on shore, like a short excursion uh, in a real cruise. Uh, There will still be a few key details that they won't uh, yet know about the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, most importantly, the opening date and pricing. So we don't know the actual pricing yet. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. It was like some odd, like $3,000 or $7,000 for five people. And 
but it's we don't know. They're basically, they're basically telling you it's three grand to LARP. That's basically what Disney is telling you. Right. It's three grand to LARP. You want to LARP with Disney? It's three grand. That's crazy. <clears throat> Fox, I did not see that. Uh, Disney is going to open up their stores inside Target stores. Now all the moms I know will further screw <laughs> Screw up that them originally went to Target for. Right, so wait, you're telling me they're taking those Disney stores that used to be in the mall, and now they're putting them inside of Target? Is that what you're telling well, me? part of it. I don't think it's a whole section. I think it's like a smaller section. I'm not sure how big it's supposed to be. Starting with 40 Targets. So I'm assuming it's sort of like what Apple does in So what Best is it going to be like? $5 tees, $5 tees, $5 tees, $45 tees, $5 tees. Like, how, how does that fucking no, no, work? No, how I does think, that work with I think, Disney inside of Target? I think it's going to be like what they are in Apple. Apple has their little area inside of Best Buys. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. everything's like Best But Apple has their own thing. That's how it might be inside of Target. Like, it'll be all Disney store, like, in the smack dab in the middle of a certain section. Okay, but that still means five dollar, five dollar, five dollar, forty five dollar, yeah. five dollar, five. That it's it's bizarre to me. It's bizarre. So also, real quick, they've announced also MCU characters, WandaVision's cast, reveal of Destiny's uh Miss Marvel, She Hulk, Moon Knight, uh Loki, Falcon, Winter Soldier, Black Panther 2 release date, uh, and more. Uh so they, they have a lot of stuff. Oh, and Ewan McGregor is returning. We said it last week as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, so he's officially coming back. We didn't know if it was true or not. It was rumors, and now it's actually official that he's actually coming back as Obi-Wan Kenobi, and supposedly it's supposed to take place um, between episodes three and four. So that's a lot. That's a lot there, which means he's on Tatooine or right before Tatooine. So that's uh, that's that. The next story I want to talk about is another trailer. We're going to talk about another trailer. Maybe if you buy stuff at the Disney store instead of a Target, they put down cash back towards your Disney trip to go to the $3,000 hotel. Maybe. They could. Okay, this this next this next one. Is this uh is this on YouTube? Yeah, it is. Okay. Uh, mute that. All right, make sure there's no Okay. The next one we're going to talk about is Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker's footage and new poster. Here's the trailer for the new Skywalker uh, Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. You know what I'm talking about. Here we go. Here we go. Try to make me feel reminiscing. Try to reminisce me. Try reminiscing me again. Let's just know that the trailer is two minutes and 11 seconds long. Remember, WoW Classic. People like it because it was old. Nostalgia. They're literally showing we are 37 seconds in a two-minute trailer, and it's all old we Star Wars.
stop it right there i know all about their tricks on what to do in a trailer to make you excited and what's really going to happen inside the damn movie i'm not falling for that shit no more <laughs> well they've already came out starwars.com officially ruined right obviously that last scene there with ray when i saw it i was like it's a vision right but i had no proof until starwars.com literally in a blog post talked talked about it and said in Ray's vision, right? And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, really? You really did that? And then they took it down and then put different words in there. But these are, prof these are professional people, right? That's too late because what goes on the internet is on there forever. Right, so these are professional people that are supposed to know every which way of everything, right? How could someone come onto a set and be like, no, no, you can't use that. That's not the right saber because this is from episode four and this is whatever, blah, blah, blah. But yet someone's like, blog post, uh, vision of Ray, right? It's like, oh, fantastic. You, I don't, I don't you, you think- You just ruined I, it. I don't think any of the writers edit their own stuff or have an editor. No one. No. Nobody, nobody- I don't have an editor. Anything. I just write my tweets and send them. No one edits yeah. my shit. That's, yeah, what, that's what happens there. Yeah, I get it, but that's a professional thing you're talking yes. about, right? Yes. So you're supposed to have it either an editor on staff to read through your stuff, like like the two twins from from Good Morning Vietnam. Remember that? Yep. They would go through everything he everything that came out of the machine. They would look at it. And they go, nope, you can't say this. You can't say that. Go ahead and write what you want to write now, <laughs> right? That's what's needed yep. when you're getting ready to release a movie. Yep. Right? I don't listen. If, if three quarters of a trailer is showing me all the old movies in order to make me feel good about going to watch your piece of shit movie, I'm already concerned. Well, I'm concerned. I'm gonna play a the, lot. I'll play the other side, Sarge. Maybe they're not showing you because there's so much good stuff. They don't. Yeah. They didn't know what to put in the trailer, so they had to show the look. All right, let's go back to this scene right here. Okay, let's go back to this scene right. Is it, is it is it here? No, no. Where is it? Where they they oh right here, this scene right here where they had what is that? It's got to be one, two, three, four, five, six, somebody, seven, eight, nine, ten, counted, ten, like twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty, ninety, hundred, ten, twenty. There's like one hundred twenty ships there, and each one holds like forty thousand people or four million people, some shit like that. Yeah, I think it's forty thousand. I think it's forty thousand. There's like something like 200 billion people in the sky right there in, that, in this one shot, right? Is this a vision? Is this actually here? And think about this, right? If the resistance is like eight people on a Millennium Falcon, because remember, remember, <laughs> right. remember the last oh, the galaxy's big, bro. They get volunteers. Yeah, again. The volunteers. Yeah, you're yeah. down to eight, but more people volunteer. That's right. why it's called the resistance. Right, Come right. On. The eight people on a Millennium Falcon escaped the last movie. Sorry, spoiler alert. Right. Okay. Right. And now they, they went up against the largest Star Destroyer ever in the last one and killed it with a small little, you know, cruiser. Okay. They just, just blasted through it. They, they broke they broke Star Wars by going against all yes. other Star Wars things. But yes, keep going. So now they there's 200 something. ships in the sky 
And here we are. We're, we're looking at what's, what's the resistance here? I, obviously, it's a different scene. But what is that? 10, 20 ships with two people yeah. on each ship yeah. or, or, or a robot? I mean, come on. What's going to happen? Ray's going <laughs> to look at the sky and go, and then blow everything up, right? Is that what's going to happen? Or 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 Listen. maybe or, or maybe obviously we're joking here. Obviously we're joking. I mean, C three PO is going to save the day with his red eyes, right? C three PO is going to save it with his red eyes. This right? is this is this is the part that I think that I, I've never actually been in this position before, where my 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 childhood being destroyed, number one, and then me having to go watch the last movie that's going to destroy my childhood in the theater. Because I have to, you know, because I have to. Like I, I'm, I basically I'm watching the death of my own childhood, but I have to go watch it. Because if I watch it like on a TV screen or on cable, I'm gonna be more mad, right. right? So I have to watch it in all its glory, the finishing move to my childhood. Like that's that's what I'm gonna watch. I, I mean, I'm hopeful, but I know who's in charge. I can't. I can't look at this any other way. Here, here's here's a shot of Ray and Kylo fighting on this ship in the middle of this ocean battle or whatever. I mean, it looks epic, right? It almost looks as epic as Obi Wan and Anakin fighting in the lava and land. The lava, right? Except now it's just a giant ocean. But because I, you know, because you know, they have a lot of ideas, bro. They just don't know how to implement them, so they just change colors or scenery, but keep the same idea, right? Inky, you might be onto something. Maybe, maybe C three PO's got conjunctivitis in his eye. Maybe he's got pink eye. Maybe right? somebody farted in his pillow. So R two D two PO has got pink R2, eye. Yeah, that's it. R two D two farted in his pillow, and that because uh, you know you know R two, he loves playing. Droid. He loves it's playing a droid humor. Practical joke to give <laughs> he, your friend. He loves to give it. your friend pink eye. Yeah, he loves playing jokes on him. Um, here's the thing, right? Three movies, and we know the second movie took. A little bit, like days, weeks, twenty weeks. I think it was. I, I you know what I, I don't. I don't. They say talk in the movie. They say. Turn. Hold on. They, talk turn. Well, they they say it. They say it in the movie. It's like twenty weeks or something. Shit like that. Ray has had no training, right? She doesn't well, look much older in this movie than she did when she left with the seven other people on the Millennium Falcon, right? The the whole resistance, right, on the Millennium Falcon. She's fighting Kylo Ren, who's been training his entire life. Okay, retraining is his entire life, and he's a Sith Lord. Okay, Kylo Ren, Sith Lord, Empire, trained his whole life. Ray, we the first movie took place in eight days. Then the last movie took place twenty weeks or two weeks or so after that one, and then it only took place over like one one particular day. Because remember. They were getting chased. They went down to the casino. They came back up. They went to the thing. So it's like two days, three days Listen, max. They're not. They're not really good on time, Mike. So, gotta let that go. So hold on. Gotta let that go. Ray has only trained for maybe two weeks. I'll give her a month. A month, right? And she's just so powerful that she can stay with. She can hold her own with Sith Lord Kylo Ren, that's been training his whole life and had the best Jedi trainer up until. Luke almost killed him because he was grumpy old Luke and said, I had a dream. I'm going to murder my, my nephew in his sleep because that's what yeah. Jedis do. Right. That's, that's what, what Jedi, Jedi does. does. Right. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot. This scene says so much, but yet 
I have so many questions. I have so many questions. When, when this movie ends, this is what I see. This is what I foresee happening. When this movie ends, the fan base is going to basically eradicate those three movies. Even though Force Awakens was kind of nostalgic and people liked it, but it was just a frame by frame shot of New Hope. That's all it was. He might not be a Sith Lord Fox. I might have given him that title, but then again, Ray has no training. Anyway, well, he's been if, training. If you're, following, if you're following the teachers of the Sith is one thing. It's like a religious type of thing, right? The Sith is one thing. To be granted the power, the, the title of Dark Lord, is somebody above you gives you the title. It's just a title. It's it's because you've reached a certain level. It's not really like one of those things where like you're uber, like you're uber OP. It's just title. Um, but I see the fan base. Listen, honest to God, I actually literally see the fan base eradicating these three movies and then instituting their own movies immediately after this trilogy is over. Like the fans will go and start writing and doing whatever it takes to make three movies. And by the way, call Timothy Zahn because that's a trilogy. I okay. called it when we, when we did the spoiler show for the last, um, um, I'm sorry for the force awakens. And we talked about this movie when it first came out I said back then that Kylo Ren will be good, okay? I'm standing by that. He will turn good, okay? He can't. He can't turn good. He's going to turn good. He's going to help Rey, and they're going to kill the Empire. And then he'll, he'll probably die, right, at the end of this. He's not going to live. They're not going to live happily ever after. Boiler. Okay? And then all is right in the world, right? 100% dead, Tempest. Right. Okay, let's look. Do you understand that the entire speech, the, the, the written words of Kylo Ren through all these movies is trying to make you forget about all the old Star Wars movies? Yes. How many lines in the movie does he say, forget the past, let it die? Constantly. Constantly telling you that to forget about the past, move on, let it all die, we'll start again. Like, that's the Disney credo for them wanting you to forget all the other Star Wars and just look at their Star Wars. Yeah. The one character, the evil character in the movie is actually telling you to forget about everything you yeah. knew about he Star actually, Wars. He actually it's, said it in the movie. It's, it's fucking sadistic. He actually said it in the movie. Forget everything you know, just let it go is what he says. And I'm right. like, let it go. he's not let talking to Ray, he's talking right. to he's not, me. He's, right, he's talking to the actual yeah. crowd watching the movie. Yeah. Absolutely, he is talking to the purple in the crowd. Yeah. It, it, was, it was bad. Tempest, you don't have to watch the, the number eight. I, here's the thing. I'm going to watch number nine. Because I, I have to see the I have to. I have to see the car crash come to a close, right? Right. Right now it's in mid slow motion. It's like and I have to see what happens at the end. How many casualties are there? Okay. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, if they do time travel. Oh, they're doing it. If they do time travel they're doing it. and they make Ray Shmi and that's who has Anakin. I am going to walk out of a Star Wars movie, we, which we, is something I would never have done before. We, we showed that last week, Tweek. We already showed the Mandalorian last week. We talked about it last week. If they do time travel, they will break Star Wars. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they already broke Star they, Wars, already, Tempest. Well, they already broke it. You didn't see the movie. They already broke it. But they broke Star Wars in the last movie. Yeah, like let's let's, let's put it this way, Tempest. Midiochlorines is like AIDS. Right, like it was horrible when it first came out, but everyone learned to live with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What they're doing now completely breaks Star Wars. Yeah. Here, real fast, 
if anyone didn't watch Star Wars Episode Eight, uh, muffle your ears. I'm going to now spoil something that ruined something in Star Wars. So, in the movie Tempest, okay, Admiral Akbar, the guy dies. who we all love, dies with nothing. Like they don't even they, blink of an eye, he's no dead. Respect. There's no a respect. there's a character they just introduced in the movie who basically takes Akbar's ship and then turns it towards the Super Star Destroyer, okay, and then does light speed into it, and it obliterates it, okay? Super Star Destroyer is like, like planet Earth. This is like a, a, a thimble, and it slices through it and completely blows up the whole entire ship, and I'm like... And the, and the fleet behind it. I'm like, that's not, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. If it did... You would have suicide, kamikaze suicide pilots in an X-Wing just launch at a fucking Star Destroyer and wipe out the whole fleet. And the Resistance really only needs 200 people to die, right? That's it. We, we, we just need you to take that and just... If that was the answer, why did they have those bombers super slow with thousands of bombs on them? It's, <laughs> it's so dumb. It's so, it's it's so, so dumb. dumb. It's so fucking dumb. Anyway, I'm not excited to see this. I really not. No, I'm no, not. No, not. Just no excitement at all. It's it's a have Do, to. Those, not a want those, to. those of you that have been watching us for four years, I am a huge Star Wars fan, and I was ecstatic for Force Awakens, right? And I was like, yeah, they hit the they hit the things like New Hope, and I'm like, all right. Then Last Jedi came out, and it literally it didn't pop me. It literally just severed my head. Okay, I was just like, what am I? What am I? No, no. What? No. I almost got up. And walked out to go to the bathroom, okay? And I didn't want to come back, okay? But instead, I waited through the whole movie, watched it, and now I have to watch this. I have to watch this in theaters. I'm not going to talk about Leia's randomly having powers. Well, look, I'll talk about that for a second. Leia is Luke Skywalker's twin. They're twins. She has powers. We just don't know what her powers are because it was never established what her powers were to us that have never read the books or anything of the sort, okay? So she has powers. We just don't know, and then that shouldn't be the first time we saw him when it happened, right? Maybe five seconds earlier, she could have did her power and, like, stopped her son for flying through a little hangar bay. How did he make a U-turn? I have no idea how he got out of that situation, but he did, right? So I don't know. It's just a little weird. A little weird, but I, I knew she had powers. I just didn't know what they were. I didn't know she could fly like Mary Poppins. I didn't know that, right? So I'm okay with that. Yeah, if you read the books, if you read the books, you would know that she had powers. If you're if you are a regular person that never saw, that never saw, you, you can't put Star Wars references in the thing. It'll block you, Tempest. <clears throat> right, right, right. So... Is Kylo Ren, Leia, and Han's kid? Yes. 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 Yeah. Spoiler. Yeah, whatever. It's, it's, no, it's a spoiler. The whole fucking thing's a tragedy, okay? It's a tragedy. It's like watching the Titanic fall, but the difference is, like, the whole series of Star Wars is the Titanic, and it's now slowly sinking, and we can't do anything about it. It's, it's terrible. Yeah, she has lady powers. Yeah, baby. Lady powers. All right. So that's that's that. So we're moving on. We're moving on. We'll talk about that more as it gets closer. 
as it gets closer. And now and now it's time to go over in time because there's no way we're talking about Destiny in, in 25 minutes. Uh, we have well, we started 10 minutes early, so we have a half hour right now. We have we have we have 24 25 minutes. Yeah, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. All right, Destiny two. All right, everybody, get ready. Let me just let me just say this ahead. Earlier today, I read through. I read through the stuff, and my initial reaction was like, what? What the fuck? I read it over again. I understand it a little bit better, right? I have, I've, I've, gotten my, I've gotten my thoughts together. I've listened to Lono. Lono made some good points. Of, I, I'm not a super fan of, of what's going on, but he made some good points, right? So we're going to talk about Destiny 2 season. It gets a Fortnite-style battle pass, okay? Uh, so earlier today, the blog post by Luke Smith outlined a new season pass coming, a uh, system coming in this next year of destiny in the current destiny two year players purchase an annual pass, which includes the new season of content, including new activities, stories, new exotic weapons, new cosmetic gear in year three, though, you'll purchase a season pass for each new season for $10, a pop. And, it, um, and it's, fu it's function a lot like a battle pass system, uh, in Fortnite or apex legends, starting with the season, the undying. Uh, the Undying, which launches as part of the $40 Shadowkeep expansion and includes the price. You now work on a season ranking, which looks exactly like a battle pass in Fortnite or Dauntless or Apex. As you complete activities and, bounty and bounties, you'll earn points towards your season rank. Whether you paid for the season pass or not, increase your rank and you'll regularly new get new drops that include two exotic weapons, uh, a new finisher, emotes, armor. You also get more rewards faster you pay... Uh, the faster if you pay in, including an exotic weapon with your first season rank. But uh, there are several rewards that you can get even if you pay, even if you play without paying for the Destiny 2's free new light version. The system doesn't sound too different from Destiny 2's old seasonal engram system, which has provided random drops to paying annual pass players throughout each season as they leveled up the character over the game's level cap. The difference here is that the drops won't be random and there's a path of players who don't buy in. There are 100 levels to earn in each of the season pass. Smith wrote, and Bungie is planning to let you buy ranks. Oh, thanks, Bungie. I appreciate that. They're going to let you buy ranks towards the end of the season if you're lagging behind and you want to catch up in some rewards you don't have time to earn as you play. Okay, here's the rundown of Smith that provided a free premium track shadow keep season of the undying. Premium season pass includes... New seasonal activities, the Vex Offensive, which includes four legendary weapon drops, additional weekly and daily bounties, additional weekly challenges with powerful rewards, a new weapon quest for an exotic bow, uh, Leviathan Breath, uh, the new exotic hand cannon, uh, Ariel's Vow, reward a re at rank one, three seasonal legendary armor sets, one for each class, all sets unlock at rank one, three universal ornament uh, armor sets, Exotic weapon ornament uh, for Ariel's Vow, two legendary weapon ornaments, a new finisher, exotic emote, exotic ship, and everything on the free tier, but quicker. Free season pass includes Ariel's Vow, which is at rank one, reward, oh, re rewarded on rank 35 on the free track, uh, three seasonal legendary armor sets, one of each class, collect a complete set during the first 25 ranks of the free track, two legendary weapons, best of year two bright engrams, and glimmer and upgrade modules. All players get Patrolling the Moon Destination, the opening mission of Shadowkeep, two new strikes, Crucible updates, um, two returning PvP maps from D1 era, Widow and Twilight Gap, 
Elimination in Crucible Labs, Armor 2.0 Build Customization, Eye of the Gate Lord Seasonal Artifact, new finishers, and two new pinnacle weapons, one for Gambit and one for Crucible. Okay, so that is the rundown. I am now going to go to Bungie.net. All right, so <clears throat> what they did is I'm going to bring this up on screen in just a second. You got this, you got the battle pass thing right here. Okay, you got the battle pass bring it up on screen right now. This is the season of the undying uh, path to pay. Okay, um, we're not really going to dive into too much of the details of the stuff that's on the screen. I'm assuming that the last one in, in number 30, if you can see it, um, is is bright dust, right? That's bright dust. You get 100 bright dust. Uh, I'm assuming you get that every 10 levels, right? So you probably get it at level 10. No, hold on, because I've played Dauntless. I've played Apex. I've played all the stuff. I'm assuming you're going to get somewhere along the lines of 700 to 1,000 bright dust through 100 levels, okay? Then stuff is going to cost bright dust, meaning the bright dust that you get uh, in the game Let's say you want this ornament. It costs 2,000 bright dust. If you go through 100 levels, you'll only have 1,000. And then you'll have to pay the remainder to buy the stuff at the Eververse, right? So this is free. It comes with the pass. Everyone gets it. Everyone's allowed to get it for free. No one's holding your hand. No one's stopping you. It's not pay to win, okay? And I agree with that. It's not pay to win. Pay to win's like, hey, this is the best gun in the game. It's in the store. You can purchase it. You have it. That's pay to win, right? This is free for everybody. If you want to get the engram, the extra legendary gear, bonus things, bonus XP, go up 100 levels, then you pay, which you get anyway because you're getting the season pass. If you're getting the season pass, this is free. If you're not getting the season pass, you get the top line and you get up to whatever it is, right? Here's my issue that I have with this. I'm taking the stance... And you as the casual gamer, you let me know if I'm overstepping my bounds, right? Because I'm not a casual gamer. I can play eight hours a day if I wanted to. I could play six to eight hours, 10 if I, on some days, every day of the week, right? This is what I do. If you're a casual gamer and you're playing and you bought the annual pass, now remind you, they are taking away content at the end of 10 weeks. So this season pass is gone at the end of 10 weeks, and events and gear that happen during this event are also gone. So in this situation that I'm going to describe, I'm describing a casual gamer that only puts in six to eight hours a week. A week, not a day, a week. Meaning 10 weeks, okay? There's 10 weeks. If you had six hours a week or eight hours a week, and you can go up, he said, in the, in the actual TWAB, okay, he said, if you casually do a strike, it takes 18 minutes long, and you have some bounties, within an hour, you can go up one level, okay? One level. Meaning, level an hour, cool. That's 100 hours. Reasonable. Reasonable, right? So if you're 100 hours over, over 10 weeks, you got plenty of time. But the majority of the player base that plays Destiny, okay? And this is what I don't like that they're, they're, they're going towards, is that... It's the people that play less that they're trying to get more money out of. And the people that are playing less feel like this is a win for them because if they don't have the time to get to 100 levels, they can now purchase the remainder of the track to get to 100. Now, 
I don't know what level 100 is. Let's say it's an exotic weapon or some cool-looking armor piece or whatever, right? I play six to eight hours a week as a casual gamer because I have a job. I have five kids and whatever else. I travel or whatever. And I know you can't help everybody, right? But this is the majority of the player base. Eight, ten hours, whatever, right? They don't get to get to level 100, meaning they pay 10 bucks or 40 bucks for this, okay? Then let's say they're 15 short, and I'm assuming it's gonna be like Fortnite and Apex. So if you go up 10 levels, you're gonna pay additional 10 to $15, right? So now you're paying an additional $15 on top of that, okay? Then you're gonna get uh, bright dust, but not enough bright dust to get other stuff in the, in the Eververse, okay? Which is also more money. So you're on top of that. Now, mind you, I didn't say this is a free-to-play game. They did, okay? Free-to-play if you get the old Destiny. It's not free-to-play to get the new Destiny because the new Destiny is $40 and then $10 on every content after that. If I don't have time to make all these events because I'm a casual gamer, okay, I miss out on stuff. And they said they're going to let you maybe purchase stuff two to four weeks before, okay, before it gets over to the end, right? So there's 10 weeks, two to four weeks before, they're gonna open it up so you can purchase the rest of the stuff going on. And th the way they word it, the way they word it, they're like, oh, well, it's you play how you wanna play. You play how you wanna play. We don't wanna hurt you if you don't have time to play because we know everyone has a life and you have kids and you have work and you get sick and you do whatever, but we're, we're giving you a way to still earn the stuff. No, but time is time. Fear of missing out, okay? It says... Oh, there's a lot of FOMO here. A lot of FOMO, okay? Season ends in 76 days. Let's just say it was 80 days or whatever the fuck it was, okay? 90 days, right? 10 weeks? I don't know. Yeah, well, no, that would be 10 weeks. It's 76 days. You have 100 levels to go up, and of course, the first couple levels... Two and a half months. They, 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 they make you go fast, and then it slows down. Remember this now. Remember when Bungie held us back and they weren't being honest, and we weren't leveling up as fast. Does anybody remember these stories that happened? And then they got their hand caught in the cookie jar, and they went, "No, no, we we fixed it. It was just a, it was a, it was a mistake. It was a glitch, was a glitch right? Yeah. It, was, it was a mistake." Yeah, one day, one day you were getting a thousand XP for a thing, and the bar would actually move a thousand, and the next day you would get a thousand XP, but the bar wouldn't move at all. Yeah, that's a glitch. Right. So, I I just don't like this method, and I get it. Everyone's like, well, it's just extra stuff. No, you know what extra stuff is? I pay a price. You take all this stuff that's in there and just put it in the game, which they did because this is free. This is free. This is You're earning it anyway, right? You paid your 40 bucks. You pay the $10. It's 30 bucks for Shadow Keep, 10 bucks for the thing. It's 40 bucks. For this, for this one. For this one. The drug dealer opens his jacket up and says, here, the pick one. First one's free. The first one's on us, right? The first one's on us. Then you pay $10. I just feel like this is going down a bad business model for Destiny, right? They, they're saying that they need this to, to make more cost, but you're thriving. You're thriving on the people because the hardcores are not going to have a problem with this. The hardcores are going to blow through this, get to level 100, and have no problem with this. The player base that's casual, that doesn't have the time to play, is not going to have the time to complete this, and they're going to have to pay extra money on top of that. That's my stance on this right that's my stance on this where do you land on this on the very first impression sarge where do you land on this whole uh battle pass style thing that they're doing 
Okay, so I don't like Battle Pass, period. Okay. The structure, as they want you to perceive it to be, is a choice of picking either this or that for the content involved in the game that you have bought. Okay. The way that Destiny is showing you how to continue playing the game that you bought is almost like the old style, where is I buy a DLC, the DLC continues with the story, inside the DLC has added items and things for me to find on top of the original game. Right. This, they don't look at Destiny 2 year one as anything anymore because forsaken is the start point for bungie in their mind right that's why new light players get the vanilla game plus uh they have to pay for forsaken yeah mercury and mars as free right and then they have to pay for forsaken they got to pay for yeah right so once again that gives the people the taste okay everybody can play the game for free and then they're going to put those people in a filter and certain people will say, yeah, I'll try Forsaken. Yeah, I'll try Shadowkeep, right? However, I can pretty much guarantee that there's probably going to be a sale on Forsaken probably a month or so after the release of Shadowkeep. Yeah. To get them, to get their whistle, their whistle, their whistle wet. Yeah. Okay. I personally don't like the direction because all I keep hearing in the back of my mind, because I've been following Bungie for a while now, is this current engine we can't keep up with. We can't keep up with the content. It's impossible to keep up with the content based on what people want to, for this game to come out on a, on a semi-annual basis. Okay? So if that is still the case, which I'm pretty sure it is, now they're implementing where whatever we come up with and put into the game for this season, some of those things are not going to be in there when that season ends. We're going to swap things out. Right. Okay. That's the number one strike I already have. Right. The number two strike I have is the fact that Bungie being on their own has given people like this, this vision of help the little guy out that they need help. If it was any other developer making a product and selling a product, this goes back to what I said earlier, is if this is the year that we release a game and it's a $60 price point, then this is the income we make for this year for this product for this product. This is this is the this is where we make our money. How we make additional money is coming out with DLC for this game. They have made it to where they're saying that they're not gonna do a DLC. But they're going to charge you for whatever this expansion is and then a battle pass on top of it. And by the right. way, and then the season pass on top of that. Then the Eververse. So, right. so how much how much is the DLC plus the season pass? The DLC it's about, no it's about it's about sixty dollars. Yeah, it's 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 like it's the, the Shadow Keep is forty bucks and it's included with Undying, right? Included, which is a ten dollar expansion in, in top of that. Then every expansion that comes out after that is ten bucks. Is ten bucks. So we're looking at an almost full price game. We're looking at a forty-five to fifty-dollar price tag. You're looking at a seventy-dollar game. I'm assuming if there's three annual, if there's three seasons, uh, there's four seasons in a season, 
right? In, right. in, in, in a year. 10, 10, 10 is 30. Right, plus the this one that one comes, comes out. Free, right, it's 40 plus it's 30. It's $70, which is $10 more. $10, $10 more, more than an actual price. game. Yes. So if I follow... With microtransactions. Follow, with microtransactions. So if I oh. follow through with the normal logistics of this, that means Destiny is releasing not a full game, but a expansion every year that is more than a full price game. But we don't get to keep everything and stuff rotates in and out. Right. So now I'm confused. So which is it? Are we expanding the world? Because what, I, what I'm seeing now when I'm looking at this as a physical item, if Destiny was giving you this with a game and now it's an expansion, the new mentality is this is the game. Yes. And now the extra money gets you the game that you're supposed yes. to get. So yeah, and then we're adding the other stuff on top of that. Yes. So, so basically, that's exactly I said that earlier on stream today, right? So what I said was, I've said it for four years that they give you the foot marker, right? They give you a one foot of a game, and then the next expansion comes out, it's a foot, right? And the next expansion comes out, it's a foot, and you don't play this other foot. You just constantly just playing the newest whatever it is. What they've done now is they've shaved off six inches. They're selling you a six inch, right? And now they're expanding it over the season to get back to that foot and right. then they're obliterating this thing right right and now they're putting another six inches in front of you so they're expanding the world but not the overall world they're expanding just that segment that you're in right they're, they're doing it right but wrong at the exact same time they're expanding let me let me go over this real fast right this is a thing that he said uh during the thing he said this is their vision of what this past season could have been, right? So he talks about how this could have worked last year. He says Ada, right, comes in a ship and parks right between Zavala and Lord Shax. This big ship appears. A countdown happens on your screen. Okay? And then you're like, oh, what is this? All of a sudden, everyone comes to the tower because this countdown's happening. You get to the tower and this cutscene, sort of like what Fortnite did, right? Where it has those battles that are going on and the, the laser beams are shooting everywhere and the rocket that launched. Ada comes to the tower. She opens up the gate. She comes down. She she presents herself. And now for like a week, she's packing and taking stuff off her ship and then slowly getting a room. And over the weeks, the room starts getting more and more stuff in there, right? And it, it, it adapts over time. Right, so right here it says the ship is unlike anything you've ever seen and landed between Zavala and Lord Shax. The figure transmits out of it, walks through the tower, opening the door, and had a long been shut. Players follow the character through the tower, and figure lowers her hood and greets players. I am Ada, and this is how we work. To, we have a lot to work to do. The season pass and the director is updated and rewards you and revealed. And now Ada and the players begin a season-long experience through refining forges in the world, completing bounties and finding materials, working on the Black Army armory sets, and taking the new raid. Scourge of the past. In a twist, um, okay, as players work together the forge weapons earlier in the track, uh, smithing and building new ones, the room around Ada begins to change. The schematics of the data from players' work and resulting new weapons and mods from players that create. These weapons and mods don't all require playing the, the seasonal activity. Some of them are found in the new encounters with strikes. Some of them are forged within the last wish. Um, as a player's community plays, the meta objectives are revealed. Once a certain number of players have unlocked ranks of the past, cinematics unlock for everyone to watch. See if the Drifter and Ada are arguing over something, uh, uh, pitting them uh, two against each other. The scene ends with the Drifter raising his eyebrow and sets the gun schematics behind Ada. 
As the season winds down to a close, the Drifter begins to summon players to him. He He's having a new space built in the tower, which would be the, the Drifter's section. And the first player who asks to help are those who earn the title from the Dredgen. And now players begin to gather materials and donate them to fund the Drifter's new scheme. The Drifter won't stop taking about the gunsmiths and the new Ada for, uh, behind Ada. Very late in the season, players notice that Ada's room looks like it's being packed up. She's leaving. The schematics that sat behind her are missing. Over the course of a few weeks, she packs up her equipment, and then the event similar to her arrival, she vanishes. Ada, her her, wear, her wares, and her forges are gone. Now, Banshee44 reminds players that even though Ada is gone, she left him schematics for some of the weapons and armor, and they'll be rotating through them over time. I love the way that sounds, right? I've always said that. From D1, I said, I wish they would just expand the universe and tell the story because the benefit of me playing always constantly being here is that i don't miss anything right like like i get to see all the stories and all the stuff that happens because you're there when it happens right it's the fear of missing out you're going to miss something right it's the fear of missing out you're not going to get the the engrams it's the fear of missing out of all the other other stuff i like how they describe that but what i don't like is again i'm taking the stance of someone that's a casual player Shadowkeep comes out. I I I can't get Shadowkeep right away. I get Shadowkeep six weeks in. I start right. I start I start playing Shadowkeep uh and 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 Ada's stuff uh down the road, and now I missed out that season, or I only have six weeks or four weeks left to play. I only get four level 40 up to level 40. I, I I'm missing out some stuff. Now I have to purchase an additional $20 or whatever the price is to catch up if I want to get that that gear. Why can't that gear come stay in the game? Now he says. It can stay in the game, and we're going to take stuff from the season and put it back in. But they're not going to do it right away. Why aren't they going to do it right away? Because the fear of missing out. Because if I know that I can get the number 100 level next week, and it's just in the pool, then I'll be like, I don't really want to pay for it, right? Because there's, there's no fear there. But if they put it in the pool, and then it's like five weeks later, I have to wait five weeks for that to happen, right? Well, I don't want to wait five weeks, so I'm going to pay the $20 so I can get the thing right now. That's the reason they're not putting it in the game right away after the season leaves. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. And I don't care for me. Again, I'm not fighting for me. And again, Chad, if I'm overstepping my bounds and saying that that's not what's going to happen to the casual players, I would like to hear what your what your thing is. Now, most people will be like, well, I don't care because... Uh, I really don't care about the stuff, but you paid for the content, right? Here's the difference. I paid $10 for the season pass and I'll complete 100 rankings of it because I have the time. You paid $10 for your season pass and you're not going to have the time to finish it, right? So then you have to pay extra money to finish it if you want to, right? So you're paying $10, but you're on a timer. It's a dollar a week for 10 weeks. Right. And if you don't, if you miss out on a week, you're missing out on content. And at the end of the 10 weeks, that shit's going bye bye and you don't get the chance to get it right right away. You get the, the skill, but you don't get to do the actual stuff. And to me, that is fucked up because they're 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 doubling down on the people that have no time and rather spend the money. Right. They have no time because they have a job. Right. They don't have time because they're taking care of their kids. So they're going to take that money that they worked for. I know it's only ten dollars. Right. But if it's $20 to finish out the, the season pass, whatever, to get those gear, you went to work. You couldn't play the game because you went to work. And now you're going to take that money that you earned to throw back into the game because you didn't have time to play the game. That's what I don't like about the whole thing. All right. So my take on this is still is still the same in which the fact that you're you're 
you're telling us that you're you're making a game and you're saying not directly to us you're saying that this is the model that we need in order to survive as a developer well that's what they said about the eververse right this is what they need to survive and what i'm looking at is you are releasing a full price game every year how is that different from any other developer releasing a game every year whether it be call of duty or battlefield you know you do you understand what i'm yeah, trying no, to say I, I understand 100 if your business model means that you're going to be releasing content every year in this way then if this is the new model that you said originally that we can't keep up with remember they right. can't keep up can't with keep this. up with it but now they're going to charge more for it and now they right. can keep up with it right not only that they, they, they couldn't originally keep up with it but the game is getting so bloated that we need to take things out so my question then is let's say we follow through with this season right this season will end what springtime or wait i'm no, sorry no 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 i'm sorry the beginning of the season is september yeah. and it goes a whole other year well, so, no 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 the season's only september october november then the next season starts in december no no i'm talking about their entire their entire year oh for the this, annual pass product yeah yeah right yeah. okay so there's four seasons so Correct. it's an entire year three or four seasons so yeah. when this one ends where are we with destiny are we looking at d3 are we looking at a complete wipe and a start over with different planets again or are you saying that you're going to expand something that you can't expand because it's too big and we can't keep up so which side are we on right if you're able to release a full price game every year then what's the issue with the hidden mechanics of the microtransactions not for the actual hardcore player base but for the people you wanted to join because your population wasn't big enough <clears throat> i would <sighs> why would you be charging them right right that's what i'm saying you're 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 charging the casual players that don't have time to play the game and now they have time to play the game and they're ranking up here's how they could have implemented this one i'll pay for your dlc I'll pay for your DLC. If you want to charge $25, I'll pay for your $25 DLC. Right, it's a DLC? Right, it's a DLC. But now I'm putting this into... Why don't they just take this 100 rankings and give it to all the factions? For every faction. If I want Dead Orbit, I play Dead Orbit. And this whole bar right here is in Dead Orbit. So I, 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 I go Dead Orbit, I go New Monarchy, I go Vanguard, I go all this other... Then I can, I can level up 100 over here, I can level up 200 there, I can level up wherever I want, how I want to play the game, right? This stuff's in the game. It's in the season. It's not going anywhere. It's just when I get there, when I get there. If, if it's seven months from now and I'm, I'm doing Dead Orbit and I hit 100 or 1010 or 200, that's on me, right? Let me play how I want to play. They're doing that sort of, right? It's free. It's included. It's on top of whatever. But you got a time limit. But you, but got a you time have limit. 10 weeks to do it, right? Yeah, I, I just I just don't like it. I just don't like it. I just hope they they do better. I, I just don't think they... Look, I don't think... What Sarge just said, Bungie said that he couldn't keep up with what they're doing, and now they're giving us an expansion. They're doing a season. It was too much on them. So what? More money is going to make it better? It's time. They said they couldn't keep up with it because of time, not because of money, right? They They couldn't make content because of too much time is 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 taken on it i think they're doing some nice things with this update and stuff 
the artifact can level up as much as they want. That's what they said, right? So I'm assuming if I yeah, can but... put in the time, I can I can get to like 970, 980, maybe a thousand. But someone else has put some way more time. They can get like a thousand ten, thousand twenty, and they're gonna lose that. It's gonna go back to nine fifty or nine sixty at the yeah, end of the season. See... But but to me that 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 whole topic of the artifact is completely and totally irrelevant, and I'll explain why. If I have an item that's temporary for the season that allows me to manipulate my stats, once again I go back to the core of the game. The stats cannot be manipulated to the point where you are too strong for any one thing. Otherwise, you would just walk through the content. Right? There's no challenge in Destiny 2, apart from certain quests and the raid and some certain items to find it's challenging. The day-to-day -day walking around, doing the strikes and whatever else is unfulfilling because your guy walks through the content. If you're giving me more abilities that allow me to tweak my armor more, that just means that the amount of tweaking for each of those items is less. You right. can't say that because I'm going to add another item. Okay, now I have my odds. I, I've got my mods for my guns. I got my mods for my armor. Now you're giving me an artifact, and I'm supposed to be all happy about it because now this is going to make me special. That's not going to make you special. That's going to allow you to pick two or three things that may or may not happen. They, the way that they talk about it on the TWAB and on the video that they did didn't make a whole lot of sense because they tried to put it into context that we would understand. They were saying things like, well, maybe I spec out that when I do my super and I kill a guy, the guys drop heavy armor for my team. And I raised my hand immediately and I said, well, then what's the point of me putting on the mod that says heavy armor drops more often for me? Well, that's an old mod. Like, man, that's an old like, mod, yeah. Whatever, whatever. It doesn't, that wasn't working when it first came out. So Still not you working. Right, you want me to believe that the other mods that you're coming out with are going to work now because of 2.0? Like, what is what is the actual layers of the onion for the gear? What is the number stamped on the side of the armor? As a player, if the level of the guy doesn't go up and he doesn't get any harder, how does it matter what's on my gun or armor to kill that guy if I can kill him the same way right. every time? Right. What does the armor actually do in the game to warrant me spending weeks trying to level it? Right. Do I have another section to go to? Is there a harder area to go to that can only that can, I can only do those quests if I have the armor in place to survive it? Like I've been talking in the past. Is there a difficulty switch? If there, I crank the difficulty. Yeah. If I crank the difficulty to legendary, I'm making it up. I don't know what it's called. It is called if legendary. I, yeah. If I crank it up or to legend. legendary, does that mean that the only way I can survive is if I have maxed out, modded out gear? And if the answer is yes, great. But what is the damage difference between what I'm doing now to what I'm doing to those guys if I'm killing everybody the same? Right. And, and, and more importantly, if I spend that much time getting that gear to go to that location and crank it up to legendary, what are my rewards for doing so? Right. I would hope, I would hope the rewards that you get, if there's a drop, and this is just me speculating again how it should be. Yeah, let's say I'm going for a, a god roll, and now I'm I'm level up to like 960, but I'm looking for this particular roll that can drop where it has the best um, I don't know, endurance or whatever the hell it is, right? And it drops. Now that I'm going for the endurance one, 
I can actually go into the legendary one and it has a much higher percent of chance of dropping so I can then get it, right? Where if you do the lower levels, you might have to do it like five, six, eight, ten times. Where if I do the legend one, I only have to do it twice before it drops. You know what I mean? Something along the lines of that where I can get a better roll, higher end perks that you can't get. So let's say I, I get one thing on easy and the total the total uh, specced out points on it is like 60 points, right? But then when I do legend, it's 100 points that I can get on a piece of armor with with higher gear, all all scores all around because you went to the higher content to do the harder thing. And now you have to level that gear up to 900, 950, 960, whatever it is to, to, to level it up as you infuse it, right? The higher, the harder stuff should be the better gear scores as far as the total number of, of stats that's on the side. Where if you do an easy one, it's lower. If you do a medium one, it's in the middle. And if you do a hard one, it's the highest that you could possibly get. But you can't do the hard ones right away because you would hit the cap because you would get delta, right? You would have to earn your armor up to go do the hard stuff to then earn the harder stuff to, to then do it. Meaning you would have to get gear, level that gear up, make it more powerful to then go into the legend and then get the legendary gear to then raise that up to go higher, to go play the end game content, to go level up more. Right, but that just seems to me like a more convoluted way of doing what they're doing right this second if you just increase difficulty levels and let us level up the armor that we currently have. I understand completely that you want to make it more... They're, they're trying to use the vocabulary that the hardcore gamers used on them against us. They said that we wanted a more detailed RPG experience for our game. The answer to that is yes. But when you do things like that, the armor and the weapons are supposed to synergize for a particular type of character. So if I wanted to be a guy that does really good damage but is weak, that's the trade-off. He does really good damage, but he can't take a lot of hits. Right. Okay. That's a that's a character archetype. If I make another guy who's a heavy weapon guy who does a lot of damage, but he's slow, right? So I got to make sure that my armor has a higher defense value because I'm going to take more damage if I don't. That's the trade-off. Right. If that's what they're talking about, I'm a hundred percent behind you. However. If it's just to put pretty gear on and then make numbers go from one to a hundred and those numbers don't do anything except look at pretty as a number, then it's the whole system as a core is meaningless. You could just stay where we are now and put different mods on the armor. Right. Well, they got to make it. They got to make you the reason they're doing 2.0 armor the way they are is because they can't push content out enough. Right. So they have to slow you down to level up. Right. And here's the, get it. here's the big problem. We're going to find out that the weapons are going to have major issues because there's so many different ones. You have year one that roll as they roll. Then you have the other ones that do. Uh, then you have uh, 2.0, whatever, the, the, the new There's the going to be a lot of, There's going to be a lot of weapons that people find out that are broken and they yeah. don't talk about right away right. that do a lot of damage. You We're going to find a lot know, of these things. You know that this is going to be fixed later on. This will be their selling point when they do weapons 2.0 or 3.0, whatever the fuck they want to call it. Here's what I don't like about this. Going back to the, the Undying Season Pass, I said it earlier on my stream. This is how they've orientated us this whole time. We're a frog in water, and they're slowly turning the heat up, and we don't know we're being cooked, right? 
when they introduced the Eververse, they're like, no, no, the Eververse is this. And the, everyone was worried that they were going to nickel and dime us for pay to win. It didn't happen. But then they started putting more stuff in. Less stuff in the game, more stuff behind the thing. More people are like, I don't really care because it's all cosmetic. And that's the mentality they want you to have because it's just cosmetic. Where in the old days, and I know I'm a, I'm a fucking relic. Okay, but in the old days when I paid 60 bucks for a game and it had 100 pieces of gear in the game, cool looking fucking gear in the game, I could get that, right? Destiny, just 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 be, okay, just be a subscription. Just be a subscription model, okay? And then you could get away with this, right? You can get away with your doing. Right now you're saying it's free to play, but you're charging 40 bucks for an expansion. 10 bucks for an annual pass. That's not free to play. Free to play is to 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 play the old stuff, not the new stuff, right? Now, if it's free to play model, you're talking about Warframe, talking about Fortnite, right? Where they can get away with like battle passes and stuff like that because the actual game from beginning to end is free, okay? And on top of that, you, you're paying for slots and Warframe. You're paying for different weapon slots and Warframe slots. But you get two characters where you don't have to pay. And you can earn the currency in the game to unlock more slots through a free-to-play game, right? This is a paid game that's now suggested as a free-to-play game. And then you're paying for the content on top of that. But yes, if you have the free content, you can go through the pass by just leveling up. I really think they could have made this leveling up stuff within the factions in the game itself already. But now there's a different thing. You're just going through. You're leveling up. Fantastic. I just don't like it for the casual players that are going to have to pay extra money at the end because their time will not be respected. And they're like, well, your time is. Well, you can pay 20 bucks and get to the end and be just like your friend because he's got that cool piece of gear. Right. And I just I just. I don't like that. We'll see what happens. Again, we're the frog in the water. We won't know this how is, this. We won't know how this, this pans is out. This is actual test. This right. is an actual testing the community is what this is. Right. We won't know about what if this is good or bad until near the end of the season. Right. Until the first season goes through, and then they'll make adjustments and they'll do whatever, just like all the other places do. Right. And then Apex put in one hundred thirty-five dollars skins right inside their their season pass thing. So we'll see. We'll see where Bungie goes with this. Um, as far as other news. Real quick, because we're, we're, we're short on time now. Uh, Gears 5, if you guys are wondering, uh, to preload start times. Uh, the preload is available right now on Xbox and PC. Server times are at 9 p.m. on September 5th. So if you're looking to play that, um, so that, that's for Gears 5. Uh, Xbox One deals right now. Xbox One deals Kingdom Hearts 3 for $20. Monster Hunter World for $15. Uh, you got... Dark Souls uh, for 56, Devil May Cry 5 for 42, Divisions Gold Steel Book Edition 55, Kingdom Hearts 3 for 20. These are uh, Xbox One game deals, first of all. Physical copies. Kingdom Hearts 3 is 20 bucks. Metro Exodus is $20. Monster Hunter World is 15. Mortal Kombat 11 is 42. Rage 2 is $15. Uh, Siroku, Siriko, Siroku, oh my God. Siroku, Siroko. Shadows of Die, a uh, Die Twice is 42. Soul Calibur is 15. And Wolfenstein 2, the new, uh, the new Colossus is 42. This is all physical deals. Digital deals available through September 9th. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is $24. Child of Light is $4.49. The Crew 2 is $18. The Vision 2 is $30. Far Cry New Dawn is $20. Rainbow Six Siege is $12. Starlink Battle of Atlas is $15. And Watchdog 2 is $15. These are all things right now on the Xbox store, digital and physical. Um, what else? Oh, Jesus Christ. We didn't even talk about the biggest thing. 
NBA 2K. Well, you know what? We don't want to harp on it all over again, but we have to talk about it a little bit. Right. NBA 2K20 loot boxes aren't gambling, right? So I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you this. This is not gambling, folks. Not gambling. Oh, the new DLC, bro. Yep, this, is, this is the new DLC. Let's let's watch. The new, the new team player, right? <clears throat> is there sound? Just music. Wait for it. Let me let me uh let me pull okay, the slot let me put the slot machine handle. Hey look, it's Plinko. Yeah, that's what that is, that's Plinko. <laughs> Not gonna look. Not gonna look. Look, slot machines. You know what? I really miss roulette. Can I get a roulette, please? Now, someone try to defend this against. Oh, by the way, they said this game for ages three and up. Don't forget that. Three and up. We got, we got it's a, it's a literal slot machine inside the game. All right. So they, uh, 2K has lost their, their damn mind, right? They they added a casino in in, in, in uh, online for Grand Theft Auto, and now they've literally added a casino to NBA 2K20, which is rated three and up, three and up, three and up, and you too can teach your kid how slot machines work and how to how to uh, get us get get roulette going, okay, and also uh, plinko, okay, to gamble money. Instant transactions inside NBA 2K20 for three-year-olds. Even though Young Yeah did a, did an article, okay, or did a did a video talking about how Peggy, okay, 18 and all the the ESO uh, does it to be 18 plus, 18 plus for gambling for gambling like mechanics in a game. And here we are, 2K is literally put a casino inside 2K20, okay, and no repercussions. They're they're literally blatantly saying, yeah. No, no. Okay. This is not gambling. These are surprise mechanics, people. Surprise mechanics. This is not gambling. This is just Plinko. It's just fake chips on the side there. You don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about anything. No. No, yeah, your three-year-old can play this game. This is not this is not gambling. This slot machine right here. It's a literal slot machine. It's literally a slot machine, right? Match three gems, get that guy, right? Oh look, you got three things. You get 500 coins that you can spend in the real store to get your card. Absolutely disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. If this was an 18 plus game and there was gambling in there, I would still have problems with it. Okay? But this is for 3 and up. 3 and up. Right? I have I have no words for this. I have no words for this, Sarge. Yeah, it, it's it, once again, it's only going to get worse. 
everyone everyone's just trying out new and inventive ways to make the new gimmick in order to get money out of people rather than just making a product so this is this is i would say this is like second base for the for the uh because first base was the was the uh battlefront loot boxes pay to win well this is 2k this is this is like no no i'm just saying you're saying as a gravity of the situation yeah like first base was like the battlefront scandal and now this is definitely second base this is this is just ridiculous absolutely yeah. ridiculous but no but but we, after a while you become desensitized to it and you don't care right, right. we're slowly bo- boiling the frog care. in the water right this is this is okay ea thinks it's okay for little 30 to sit down to this do they not have quality right right that is that is quality assurance that 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 guarantees that that kid will want to play this game later on in life no sir no sir it's much harder to be a parent nowadays with your kids playing video games i i, I make sure my I, I make sure if my son wants to play a game, I have to play it first. Even the Disney game, you play. He plays a Disney game. I had to make sure that there wasn't any kind of any kind of mechanics or anything in there. That it, it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. Now I'm okay with the Grand Theft Auto, like I said, because it's a casino. It's an online game. It's 18 plus. You have to be an adult. Should be an adult to play Grand Theft Auto. That's on the parents on there. This is literally three and up. So if a parent walks into the store and says, "I have a four year old," and they're like, "Oh, 2K." 2K is a great game. Uh, basketball, it's just a basketball game. Oh, basketball, soccer. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, right? Fun. And fun then here you life. go. And then all of a sudden, your kid's seven years old. He's taking his allowance and throwing dice on the back porch uh, as he's as he's uh, gambling away his money. Ah, uh, yeah, it's, we're just trading cards, mom. Don't worry about it. It's like, what? I mean, I played poker and stuff when I was younger, but come on. Yeah, go steal your parents' credit card. So, I don't know. What I'm going to say to you guys is do not support I'm saying it. Do not support 2K games, okay? That's across the board. Across the board, okay? Because I don't want to say it, but maybe Borderlands might have some stuff like this in the game, right? Borderlands might have something like this across the game. There's way too much hype with the way that those videos are coming out. Way too much hype. I'm waiting to see what it is. Right? Randy Pitchard said there's going to be microtransactions for cosmetics and stuff. But I think there's going to be more microtransactions yeah. back there so, in a different way. So, so sidebar guys, whoever was following us, sidebar, uh, look up uh, Randy Pitchford. I believe he was found contempt uh, in court the other day, and I'm trying to. I, I want to read it up on that myself to get make sure I get the the actual facts about it. But he was held in contempt of court the other yeah, day. Yeah, so. Tally, they, they you're right. They they had the slot machines, but that was in game currency, right? We're talking. I think they might take something like this and put it in the game where you're paying real currency for slot machines now, right? I'm not saying they do. They might. It's 2K. Gearbox is part of 2K, and 2K looks like they have a really hard-on for casinos and video games right now, so we might see this happening. We might see this happening. And that is the last story of the day. I appreciate you guys coming out. Generation X Gaming 183 is in the can. We're here every single week, 8 p.m. Eastern, Thursday nights on Mixer.com slash 30 and still gaming generation X gaming is a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week and we rant along the way you can listen to us live here every Thursday at 8 p.m. You can listen to us after the fact on YouTube at 30 and still gaming on YouTube and you can listen to us in audio formats in your car and your iPad at work or whatever on iTunes Spotify Google Play and anchor.fm. I do appreciate you make sure you follow me at 30 and still gaming make sure you follow Sergeant Sarge McCluskey on Twitter make sure you follow the show at Jen underscore X underscore gaming. And other than that, that is it. We will be live 
After this, playing some raids in D1. I think we have a full team. Tweak. Tweak. We need a sixth. We need a sixth, Tweak. King's Come on, fall. Tweak. Let's do it. Come on, Tweak. Uh, other than that, just for future reference for the future uh, next week's show, might not happen. I'm just letting you guys know right now. There's a hurricane off the coast. It's supposed to hit us on Monday and Tuesday. If all goes well, we'll have power and we'll, have, we'll be okay. But if this shit hits the fan and we're not here next week, you know why. It's because we're out of power or something along the lines happened. And that's why the show might not be on next week. Just giving you a heads up because of the uh, natural disaster that's coming towards us. Um, so yeah, I'm going to end the podcast now. I'm not going to end the stream. Uh, and then I'm going to kick back on live and we'll go live in about 15 minutes. All right. See you guys later. Take care, guys. They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years experience. Join them each week as they discuss and write about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Thank you.